What's up? This is DJ Manny, and you're listening to the Feedback Podcast. Peace. What up, everybody? It's back with the Feedback Podcast, and in this episode, I get to talk to DOS, aka Dose, and its producer, Ruler Wa. And this one is all about hip hop, uh, especially the local scene here in Austin. Dose has been around for a long time, so he has stories for days, if not months. And Rula Y uh, makes beats, some of the dopest beats I've heard in a while. So make sure you go check him out. Also, next week will mark my 50th episode of this podcast. And I have a big surprise for that show. Uh, make sure you like the feedback on Facebook, follow on Twitter, uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I'll make the announcement on Monday. All right? In the meantime, enjoy this one. And there's a freestyle at the end, so definitely don't miss out on that. All right? Let's go. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. My name is Back, BAK, of course. Y'all know me. Thank you for tuning in. All right, today, I get to talk to my man, Dose. How you doing, man? What's up? What's up? And I got Rula Y in the studio. <clears throat> Peace. What's up? Chilling, chilling. Thanks for coming out, y'all. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Really Thanks for having it. us, my G. Thank, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, Happy New Year, first of all, both of y'all. I, don't yeah. think I, I, don't, I haven't seen you since the New Year. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't nah, think so. not at all. No? Yeah, Happy New Year, brother. All, all the best, man. 2015 is ours. Yes, sir. And same to you. Thank you. Uh, and nice to meet you, actually. Because <laughs> I heard a lot about you because I had uh, Subculture Patriots on the show uh, last year. And I did a little, I did my homework and everything was, every bunch of tracks was saying, oh, Ruler Y, produced by Ruler Y. And I'm like, who's this cat? Mm. And I was, I kept listening. I was like, "Damn, all right, I gotta get this full on this, on this, on this yeah, podcast." Yeah, man. Word. I put in a lot of work, you know. So yeah, you do it. We'll get into Appreciate that. that. We'll yeah. get into that. But uh, I always ask every guest that come on the show, give a little backstory, um, see where you're coming from, all of that. So uh, you're from, Austin. no, not from Austin originally. Nah, right? um, so yeah, my family we're from Detroit, and. Uh, you know, we came to uh moved around a little bit when I was small, small. Uh Connecticut. We I you know, Bam. I used to live in Hartford, Connecticut. And uh also, you know, we came to Texas when uh my father got a job here in Houston. So we were in Houston first. Uh-huh. And then um actually, um my mother, she didn't like Houston. So we were getting ready to uh to go, you know, somewhere else. Uh-huh. And then she got a job offer in Austin. And uh, she was like, all right, well, you know, let's try this I mean, Austin. you were a teenager already? or was no, it no, like, no, 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 no. I was even, it was just before I was, you know, I, I was a teenager. Oh, okay. I came over to Austin. And then, um, well, you know, um, so so basically we came to Austin. And then uh, my mom, she got a job here. She loved Austin. We stayed here, you know, and uh, she, this is like a personal paradise to her. You know, so my parents. Austin's dope. I my say. parents split up, man. When I was when I was young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So you know, I'm trying to give you the whole scoop. Well, so know, and but. you're from here, too, or no? No, I'm from San Antonio down the road. Oh, you're from here then? <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're from here. People say, but not be- here. The best part of San Antonio is Austin. Have you heard that shit? Nah, I never, heard, never heard that. that? Nah, okay, man. I'm nah, telling you. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> no, but uh, for those who don't know, um, uh, Dose here has been uh, rapping for I don't know how long. And huh. we'll get into that. And yeah. Willow is a producer, puts out some really dope beats, hip hop beats. Uh, so how did, how did the uh, how'd you fall in love with hip hop? I guess was, was that some something that mm-hmm. you know you uh, someone you playing that in at the house or right. some some like Pac came out or something nah. you heard way back in the day in the eighties or what was it? Yeah, it, for me it was the eighties. I'm a little bit older than Ruler, but uh, for me it was the eighties. You know, it was the the exposure came from you know my older cousins and stuff like that. You know, my cousins that were older than me that were already you know listening to. Uh, Run DMC, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Ice T and stuff like that, you know. And so I was, I was turned on to hip hop at a very uh, young age. A matter of fact, you know, my my mom she tends to say that hip hop is is uh, she she thinks of Parliament Funkadelic as like the first hip hop and you know stuff like oh, that. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because she's like she's like ah well you know you know it came from that era and y'all sample a lot of music anyway, you know, uh-huh. but. Um, basically, you know what I'm saying, from from my inception, uh, I, that's the type of music I was exposed to was like the funk and, you know, Motown and stuff like that. But my cousins, they put, turned me on to hip hop. And it's something that I can remember at a very, very early age. I mean, in the 80s, um, you know, something that I gravitated toward and that spoke to me at a very early age was it the was it the music or did you know did you know what they were talking about was it the dancing was it like the whole culture or? you know it just felt great it just it just felt right to me you know what i mean um some things are unexplainable you know you uh-huh. you 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 I, I'm, I'm a person i feel things you know mm-hmm. and uh hip-hop was something that just it just spoke to me like uh the beats, like like back in the eighties, the beats were like real aggressive, and you know the, a lot more BPMs than what you hear nowadays. You know what I mean? True. And and and, and, and ruler, you're testing. <laughs> yeah. And people were shouting on the tracks, and yeah, yeah you yeah. know the energy was the energy was crazy. You know, mm-hmm. and um and I just felt that that um, energy, and I and I knew that the music was rebellious and a representation of an environment that I was familiar with. So. That's why I would say I gravitated toward hip hop, you know. What was what was your love? Uh I'm a really late bloomer with hip with hip hop. Yeah. Uh, I was just doing regular school kid shit. Uh I skateboarded in high I, school. So I, I, those go <clears throat> I mean, growing up a lot of skaters were like yeah, so really deep into hip hop. Probably yeah. like just the cats listening to hip hop doing during that. But I was never into production or even listening to hip hop back then. Uh, actually, my first time in Austin was to come skate here. Oh, yeah. So I I lived in SA like my whole life, but I never visited Austin. So were uh, you were you um, were there some uh, some artists out of San Antonio you were following, or was it just like all the major? Like what was it? Oh, you mean like the you, introdu- what was your introduction then to to hip hop? Yeah, <clears throat> I guess it was just the homies, you know, coming over freestyling, you know. Really? Drinking, smoking, and just doing the freestyle and shit, yeah. And was it... And then that got me into the production and recording. And this was like like eighth grade, you know? So like so, late, I'm a, kind of a late bloomer. You know? So without doing any math, that's that's what year? Uh, that's probably like 10 years ago. Okay, so yeah. you had... Uh, so at the time, it was, was, was it the 
uh, the artists that were big at the time, or it was you were already nah, like, that was just back, I, I just like, had the spot. My my mom was real like cool with us having fun, you know. So they would come to my spot, mm-hmm. and uh, just we had a little microphone, and they would come over and just do some freestyling shit, and that's kind of what. Was there an st- artist that you were you were nah, listening to? None nah, of that. Mm-mm. Wow, nah, like I said, I was a late bloomer. Like I didn't even really start feeling the shit until it was like a South by like one of the early ones and Wu-Tang did a free show at Stubbs. I saw that show and I was like, all right, I'm going to do some hip hop shit. Did you, did you know who Wu-Tang was? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I knew, I knew Wu-Tang was, but, uh, seeing the show was like the turning point. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. And you're like that, like as far as producer go, you're like, Rizza is just like crazy with it. So I got, I got to jump. Uh, in I mean, I don't really know. Cause I was into like, maybe like doom too. MF Doom okay, yeah. around that time and he produces wow. a little bit. So I, like I said, it was a little I was a little late to it, but I, I when I got on, I got on quick. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever try to like rap or freestyle any of that stuff? Yeah, or? I was like freestyling with, with the homies, not really not thinking nothing of it, just having fun and shit. And yeah. uh, in my earlier days when I got a little more serious, I was rapping a little bit, but um You were writing and all that? Yeah. Nice. But uh it just the production really just gravitated towards me because there's so much more, there's better talent uh, lyrically. Yeah. So I'm just going to step aside and, and let cats, you know what I mean, shine on that tip. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wait, so you, was it like uh, battling uh, during the lunch? That's <laughs> cool. Like, yeah. this, this is a story what? I hear a lot. Like, yeah, yeah we're like yeah. making beats on the table. Well, man, to be honest with you, um, yeah, please do. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> nah, but like, no, you no better lie the whole time. When, 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 uh, so, 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 from the time I was small, like when I was listening to hip hop at a younger age, to when I actually got involved in it, my real involvement came from my brother. Um, I have a younger brother. Um, oh wow, younger brother came knew about hip hop before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I exposed him to hip hop. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mean? Yeah, because um, you know, he's he's a couple years younger than me, but um, and and. He doesn't rap anymore, but uh, some of the older heads remember him. Um, he went by Logic. Uh-huh. And uh, Logic had a group with, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Element 7D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logic. From Hip Hop Hum Day days. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, course, yeah. yeah. Um, so Element 7D and, and uh, my my younger brother Logic had a group together called Ballistics. And uh, they were an amazing, amazing uh, group, man. Like, yeah, Elliot was dope, man. I remember that. You should have heard them together. Damn, I gotta go back and Bro. do some homework. Yeah, yeah. There's this this you know, you could dig up some some stuff, man. It's but um yeah, that's uh that's that was my real inv- uh, how I got involved in the scene because um like I said, I exposed my brother to the music, but he took it more serious and was like, Yo, I'm gonna uh actually write these rhymes and stuff, you know? Yeah. And he was a real natural at it. Like, I mean, the way he could put words together, his vocabulary was incredible for somebody at his age he was always like uh i mean he, he's he got a like a genius iq my my, my guy mm-hmm. goes he's in school to this day he's getting a phd from duke he's already got a master's degree from cambridge damn you know and uh so my brother is like a brainiac you know but he's not a nerd per se but he's just a real smart dude and has always been that way since he was little and he got involved in the rhyming out here in in Austin. Basically, I my job was to 
look after your little brother. Like, you know, my little brother was was out here doing shows in Austin. How, how younger is he? How younger? He's only a couple, two years so younger two years. than me. Okay. But look, he was out here doing shows, right? Yeah. At 13 years old, dude. You know what I'm saying? What? At 13. <laughs> he, was in, he was in middle school, bro. You know, and he was doing shows downtown. And in and, and nightclubs, we had to be 21 and up. So that's how a lot of these cats, the older heads, yeah. they know me from when I was a teenager, man. Because we were out here. My mom would drop us downtown, and she would be like, you better look after your your little brother. That's you. Were you his manager or something? Or I wasn't it, even his you, manager. You she just like, yeah, I don't want my little my, brother getting my mom was like, My mom was like, hey, your brother, she, he want to rap. You know, he want to rap, and he, he want to do his thing, but... I don't really know much about what's going on down there, so you're gonna look after your little brother, and y'all go together and and do wow whatever this is. Yeah, and, it's and not so, true. And so, um, that's how my brother uh, actually uh, was in swing team, which was Romeo Navarro's early b boy crew. But my brother's not a b boy; he was a rapper. Uh-huh. And 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 so my brother and these these guys was grown men back then. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. were, they were mad young, but they were way older than <laughs> us. You know what I mean? Yeah. My little brother, literally 13, 14 years old, and he's in the crew with them as like one of their, their premier rapper, you know? And it was a breakdance crew that had MCs in it and stuff like that, but my brother was like one of the frontline MCs. And so um, they used to have on Sunday nights at, I don't know what it is now, but on Riverside and Congress on the corner right there, it's called, it used to be called The Realm. This is in the late 90s. This is like 97, 98. Wow. And, um, I was, what? No, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. And so. Um, we should get close to the mic, man. And so uh, they used to have a, a Sunday night event, Romeo. He used to put yeah, on, yeah, with, Romeo. Um, you know, the B-Boys with Rods and all them, you know. And um, so that was at that event, at one of their events, their Sunday night events back in like, mm, I, I want to say 98, is when the first time I actually worked up enough nerve to grab a mic myself and Wait, did you in front of a crowd. Did you feel like, hey, if my brother can't do it, I can do it? Well, when there I had t- to be some competition. When I tell you that my brother was exceptional uh-huh. at this rhyming, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, I believe Dude you. was really cold. So the thing about it is, is even though I exposed him to the music, and he was my little brother. It still was a very much a level of respect established there when it came to this music thing because he was so good at it. Mm-hmm. And really what it was was my wanting to be just as good at it. At it. You feel me? It wasn't like a, a thing where it was like, oh, that's my little brother, so I got to show him that I'm nicer than him. But did he even try? Did he go like, yo, yo man, you should, you should try to do this? Well, yeah, I mean, because the first rhymes that we ever spit was was together, you know what I mean? Like um, you'd be at home and after dinner, all right, let's go back to our room and let's just. No, nah, I'm shit. gonna tell you some real shit. When I was nine, <laughs> when when I was like nine or ten years old, LL Cool J. Um, let's see, that was in nine, 1990, I believe. Mama said, "Knock you out." Yeah, came out right, and one of the ways that I learned how to construct rhyme patterns and schemes was back in the day they used to have the dual cassette player uh boombox. Yeah. Right? And one side would have a play and record button. Yeah. And the other side would just have the play just to play. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you remember that ruler? 
No, he don't, he don't know that. That was way before me. He don't know nothing about that. Come on, sure man. Yo, I was born out. in '88. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's Yo, cool. <laughs> no, real shit. Like, so <laughs> what I would do? I would uh, that that was my favorite album at the time. So I would listen to each song and um, start the song at the beginning. Listen to about two bars, which I didn't know was two bars back then. But I would listen to like two lines of it uh-huh. and push stop. You know. And then on the play and record side, I would record myself saying those two lines back. And then I would go back to it, listen to the next two lines, then push play and record and, li- and hear myself. Let, you know, say, say those two lines back right, until right. I const- had rap back the entire song. And I would study and critique how... Is that cool, Jay? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but sure. I would study and critique. Like, like, did I spit those bars? Did I deliver those rhymes? With the same impact that LL did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which of course I didn't. I was a little fucking kid, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's how that's really how I learned to put. And you know what? Together. And that I think a lot of cats from that generation they have the same story. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I I I told um I told my story to um, to Bavu. Um, my thing was I would just print out the lyrics and just learn them by heart. I would recite. Cause I don't know what the fuck they were saying because I didn't speak English. I mean, I spoke English, but yeah. nowhere near. I, I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. The struggle was real yeah, for you. So I was like, okay, let me just recite this. And I, w- I would like back and forth like all day on my way to school, during recess, in class, on the bus, you know, at home. And then like, okay, let me make sure I get the words right, even though I don't know what they're saying. Right. And I would just, and after a while, they get stuck in my head. So when I would hear the song, they would come out just automatically. Mm-hmm. And I would just like say them just... With an accent, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, yeah. I'm trying to be as close as, okay, I'm about to sound like Prodigy. Right. Not really, but I'm going to sound like Prodigy from my team. You was getting your Iggy Azalea on. Yo, she, <laughs> yo, she got that shit down, though. She sound like, she from Memphis? Like, I'm on. No, I mean, <laughs> nah, look, I was, I was trying. I was trying, and that's that's how I learned, so I got, no I got into it. But that, I never, yeah, that's pretty, that's dope, man. So was there, yeah. um, uh, so you got up there, at a show. Yeah, this is at the First Rim, time. 1998. Yo, I worked up enough nerve to on get On stage or was it like a side? It was just... on stage. And, ah. and let, me, let me tell you something. <laughs> it, it, it was packed. It was packed in there. They had like a legs contest with the honeys up in there that night and everything. I was feeling myself. You know, I had been watching my little brother for a while, you know, going to different venues and stuff. You know, I, I was like maybe like 15 or 16 uh-huh. at the time. And, um, you know, I was just excited to be like, yo, while other kids is snoozing and shit and counting sheep (laughs) and about to go to school the next morning, I'm in the club. You know what I'm saying? With my little brother who is is like people really respect him like for his the way that he rhymes and stuff, you know. But my whole thing was like, yo, I'm here to make sure that nobody ever fucks with my little brother. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I took that shit serious. So, man, it's funny because later on when I actually did get involved in the music scene, a lot of cats was like, yo, I remember you from back in the day, man, when you would just not say nothing to nobody. You, you would just mug everybody. And we would just God. be like, yeah, we would just be like, yo, who is this little kid just looking at it like he going to kill everybody? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, so that particular night, man, I got up enough nerve, got up on the stage. I was terrible. Would you prepare something? Did you like like the whole Yo, day? Had, the had, whole day I you're like, to... I'm gonna get on tonight. Tonight's the nah, night. That's it wasn't it. even like that. It I was put like... in my diary. I'm going up today. Nah, it wasn't even. <laughs> it, it wasn't even like that. It was like it was like a spur of the moment thing. You know, they, they like I said, they had a legs contest and then they had the open mic thing, and MCs was up there and they was getting off, 
And I was like, had told my brother, I was like, you know, earlier in that night, I was like, yeah, man, you know, I think I'm gonna get up here and finally, finally do some shit, you know? And, and, and he knew I wasn't at the time. He was like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't like, yeah, right. But you know, he would be supportive. He'd be like, yeah, man, you go ahead and do that. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh my ass off over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yo, yeah, I was terrible, man. I Wait, was it, did, Shout yeah, out to Romeo. You had some prepared? Yeah, no? you know, I had a little rhyme I was working on or whatever. It just wasn't good. Back, do you remember what? It, do you remember what it, it was? Hell no, <laughs> nah, man. I was, I was shit, man. Listen, Will Smith ran the airwaves back then when I was <laughs> when that shit was happening. You know, <laughs> Biggie was the man. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, I get so, it. I get it. Yeah, man. Well, so then, so then after that, like that, you had your first taste. Of you know, get in front of people, put a mic in your hand. That's the thing. Everybody though. listens to me right now, and then you're like, "I love that. I love that." that so was, that that I mean, apparently that that didn't uh, um, dissuade you from going into the you know. Nah, you know why? Because I I knew that I actually my exposure to hip hop uh-huh. came from an environment. That embodies hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like when you look outside, you see everything that they talking about in the music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I and even you know even when even in Texas, man, like when, when when we would go back, you know, like when school would be out, man, my mom she'd get rid of us. We'd be on the first thing smoking. Oh yeah, you guys going back to Detroit? You know what I'm saying? And we'd be right back there. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and, and and just you know, in the summertime is where, is where you, you know, back in the day, a lot of the hot albums used to come out and stuff like that. And you could really feel and see the energy of outside and how people were, were uh, gravitating towards that music and, and, and yep. how they, you know, every, like literally albums where every car down the street was, that was driving down the street was listening to a different song off that album and stuff, you know, like that era. And I knew that I knew this music. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. it doesn't now just because you know the music, it doesn't make make you a talented MC. That's something that you have to really work for and strive for. But I knew that that was the aspect of it that spoke the most to me, and I knew that because I felt like I had to be a part of hip hop. That was the best avenue for me because that was the side of it that spoke the most to me. Got it. Got it. Got it. And you felt like okay, now it's time to be serious with this. Well, I didn't get serious probably until I was like real serious and probably till I was like, you know, maybe like 19 years old, man. Mm-hmm. Because, man, I was a knucklehead, man, when I was a teenager, bro. I, and your brother I, was still on at the time? He was what? When, when you got serious with it, your brother was still doing Yeah, he it? was still doing his thing, man. He was still doing his thing. Matter of fact, when my brother made a decision to stop doing music, I was the first person he came to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, here's the torch. <laughs> no, he did. Right? Like, 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 really, it was kind of like that because because no he pressure. Was, well, <laughs> just because, you know, he was he was like, man, look, I just feel like I'm just good at this rap MCing. Uh-huh. He's like, I, I'm just good at it. Technically. He's like, but you he was like, this is really you. He was like, this is really like your lifestyle, how you live, like what you do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? My brother was just a great MC, you know? I mean, like, I don't I don't say that lightly. I mean, he really was a great MC, mm-hmm. you know? Like, still to this day, you know, he was just home over the Christmas holiday. 
and we were playing some of the old tapes and stuff like that, and we were both bugging out. And just like, listen, I mean, his delivery was incredible for a kid his age. I still and, never um, heard none of that, man. Bro. I need a remix song or something. You, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I mean, like, you, you can ask heads that remember him from back in the day, like Bavu, you know what I'm saying, Traga. Like, all the older heads, they remember my brother. He was lethal with it, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody, and he was a battle MC, too. You See, know at the time, you had to be. Yeah, and I was, you know, and that's the thing is, like, I always say that, that, uh, you know, the cat that reminds me most of him um, uh, you know, on a battle, as far as battle rap, is Zeely. Yeah, Zeely, you know, definitely. You know Zeely Ruler, right? Yeah. 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 Dope. Very dope. But, um, yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's my involvement. And when I got serious, man, it was when I was, like, about 18 or 19, man. And um, I was in a group called The Alliance. There was a lot of us, man. It was uh, uh, comprised of, of different groups. And, and everybody was from somewhere different. That's what was crazy about The Alliance. Yeah. And, um... Like, uh... Somewhere different in Texas or somewhere different? Right, right, right. Exactly. So you had, so so we, our two main DJs, you know what I'm saying? The, the first DJ, you know, to, uh, to to work with me was DJ Crash, um, who is uh, uh, currently the DJ and ha and even was then uh, for Dirty Worms, Smackola. Yeah, yeah Smackola. Yeah. Well, DJ Crash, man, um, is the first DJ that I ever uh, worked with, you know, um, on, on a solo level as well as. Uh, with the group that I was involved in at the time, I actually brought him into this uh, group of people that we, you know, guys that I was working with at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, we also had DJ Massive, who was from St. Louis. And then we had, um, in the group, was comprised of uh, uh, MC, who is now, uh, has a group, Kill City, with Broke Bread. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we had Shalik, um, and Shalik is from uh, uh, Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Wow, it's really uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we done met up, you know, we done met up in, in in New York a few times, you know, and 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 got it in back in the day, but um, yeah. So it was Shalik, and then it was JP and, and uh, Emmy who had a group called Link Squad. Emmy is what I call him because that's how I always knew him from back in the day, but he's known more so now as Global. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, know Global. Global. Yeah, I know Global. Yeah, okay. of course. I've, yeah. I've worked with Global before. And then we also had um. Uh, Rance, um, Rance is an MC from Los Angeles, um, and then, so were y'all like you know I mean y'all were young just you know we were young man and we were wild as hell bro like but, we were that's how I got into South by my first well so my first South by Southwest was with Ballistics, um, my brother's crew I was their hype man this was in 1999 bro in the uh, wristbands you South, were a hype man I was a hype man for my brother's crew you know what I'm saying like I said man <laughs> I used to go out, Yo, on some real shit. I used to go out and yo, 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 Put watch your hands my brother. Up. Yeah, man. You know, I was doing their backups and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I used to. That was my job was to watch my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so basically, yeah. anything <laughs> that he it. did, I was involved in in some form or fashion. If I wasn't grabbing the mic, I was looking like at you like I was gonna fuck you up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, that was just part of the um, part of the you know the but honoring see, my mother like what she wanted. But see, one thing I, I I've uh, that was always weird to me. I mean, not weird, but you in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you could test you could test that too. Um, there is a Texas sound, you know. Right. There is like a southern sound that you know. If you look at you know Ghetto Boys, mm -hmm. if you look at Outkast, I mean, I'm talking about the big ones. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the time, like where y'all, I mean, your thing was you say your introduction was when you saw that Wu Tang show. Yeah, but I mean, even before that, probably like. Uh 
whatever they're doing in New Orleans, you know, they was doing some stuff. Yeah. Juvenile and all that. Right. I like, mean, whatever was on the radio at the time mm-hmm. was like first so, introduction, but I wasn't really trying to do that. It was just on, you know what I'm saying? But was you, you were like, okay, this is, you were enjoying it though. Out of ignorance, yeah, right. I guess what, so. What about you? Because I've always known you to be like an East Coast, <laughs> East Coast <laughs> head, just like I am. Hey, you know what though? Here's what's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's like that's that's something I want to clear up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not even from the East Coast, but here's here's where where the East Coast influence comes from. So I do have an inf- East Coast influence because my aunt lived in New York for 25 years. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I've been going there since I was born. And so I did spend a lot of time in New York and Newark, New Jersey. The other part on my mom's side of family lives in Newark. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you talk about like 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 going away for the summer and stuff like that. These are the places where we would be at. We would be in New York or we would be in Newark, New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey is, I mean, that's that's so hip hop and it, and it's that's a rough place, man. You yeah. know, and um, you know, that's where. The, the the East Coast vibe and influence comes from, even though that Michigan has some elements of that. Yeah. The, but it's people. I don't know why people think this shit, dude. But Michigan is not in the fucking East Coast. It's a, <laughs> it is in the Midwest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the Midwest listens to everything, brother. That's true. Like I'm talking about everything from West Coast. You know what I'm saying? They love the Bay Area music. And then they they love, you know what I'm saying, the Scarface. I remember um, Scarface, the Ghetto Boys, Mom Playing Tricks on Me, was probably, like, the first real, like, Southern record that I ever heard. And um, But I say that to say this. I love all of that shit. Like, I really do. If you really listen to my music, the influences come from everywhere. Yeah, that's true. There's no way that I could... I've, Man, I've lived in Texas more than I've lived any, anywhere else. You could say I'm a, Tex- I'm a Texas native, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is this. There's no way that I could not be influenced by the, the, the Texas. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the style of music that's down here. It's just that I don't do traditional uh, screw music and stuff like that. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because of the, the influences from... Because I was musically, like from... The time that I first started in hip hop, I was trained to accept and listen to different regions. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like in the Midwest, we they don't hate. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all about, hey man, every, if it's cracking, it's cracking. Whereas maybe on the East Coast, it might be like, yo, we don't listen to that down south shit or down south where they be like, man, I've heard this plenty of times down here. What nigga Nas? No, we ain't listening. To that. Man, we ain't hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you better throw some motherfucking Slim Thug in this bitch. You feel me? Uh, so, <laughs> you're laughing. Yeah, you know, you heard that shit before. Man, you from San Antonio, bro. I'm, I'm a producer from the South that does boom bap. Come on. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Of course. Well, yeah, we'll, I hear we'll, it all. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get into that, but uh, did anybody... Well, when you jumped into the, the, the producing part, did anybody show you? Or how did you, how did you figure it out? <clears throat> yeah, that was all me, just experimenting. Well, yeah. you had the equipment? You had, you had, you had um, it for Christmas? My, my first... It was Reason. Reason's a software, so it was computer. It was just like doing little drums and keyboards. Like, did you know you had like a, I guess a, t- a talent for it? Because you were pretty young at the time, I would imagine, right? Yeah, uh, it was coming out pretty cool. I guess I had a like a, like my friend helped me a little bit, but 
um, I took it the extra mile. So it started from software, and then I had, there was an NPC landed in my lap. And uh, that actually sat in the corner for like a year because you turn, if you turn an NPC on, the 2000XL, there's no sounds. Mm-hmm. You have to sample into it. So you had a big record collection? Or how did you, nah, how did you nah, grow nah, anything? Nah. You were like, start from scratch? No, nah, I started from keyboard, keyboard sounds, you know? Uh-huh. So I started just like learning theory, like right off the bat. Doing and, and how you do that? Books, you know. Oh and, damn, you're like just, yeah, the, like I was like you was calling at it. I was trying to get it, man. I was working. Um, uh, I was bussing tables, you know, and uh, at the time when I was really like transitioning into g- getting serious about it, uh-huh. and I showed up one day with my t- my shirt was untucked, and uh, boss was like, "You better you better tuck that shit in." And I was like. Or he was like, you, or you're going to get... Fuck you, nigga, I'm hip-hop. He was like, or you're going to get suspended or some shit. And I was like, well, just suspend me now. And he was like, you know what, you're fired. And I was like, what? But like, when I was leaving, I was like, yeah. No, I got the time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You got the juice now, ruler. <laughs> Made a beat and after I think, that. I think, I think right after that, I went to like Barnes & Noble's and bought a music theory book, you know, and just um, started learning like keys and shit like that. But it's funny now because I don't I don't do too much of like basic keyboard beats. Like I'm I'm a record digger, you know. I I, I like different sounds from all over. So like, did you at the time? Did, I mean, did you study Dilla and Nah? Premier, I, had no, I had did, no clue. You know who those guys were? No clue. No clue. So what kind of sound would you putting out? Like, what was your? Um, uh, it was kind of like a southern kind of mixture of hip hop. Yeah, like. But there was, but there, did you have anybody you looking up to listening? Say, nah. Okay, well, I want like I knew Wu Tang and RZA, and I was in like some MF Doom shit, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much, man. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, after that, did you go back and I mean, you studied the, uh, theory, and then did you go back and be like, okay, well, before RZA, there was a Molly Mall, there was no, nah, that was that way was a lost later. Professor. No, no, nah, nah, I, I did my history way after all that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty see, I, like I'm inverted with the way I. I've learned this shit. Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? like a kid genius. That's I mean, what's ill true. about him, though. It's like he knows his history too, man. Don't get it twisted. Like this dude knows his shit, you know. But I, I, I love his story too, just simply because of like it's kind of a, like he said, it, it's like the backwards way of. of yeah, yeah, it is. Of, it's but, like reverse engineering how how it works. But you, but you know what I'm saying? It, like it shouldn't work like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But it's crazy that it started with a Wu Tang show. Yeah, that's the part. Yeah, like, yeah. so you're in. Like, how did you know? Did you just showed up and you're nah. Like, my buddy was like, "Yo, Wu Tang, we're doing doing a free show. Scion, uh, well, Scion was putting, Scion was putting, putting it on. Yeah. And th- this was like my first time south by. I even uh, I went over like the crosswalk when you're driving. Like, I drove back then, and like I was getting like mean, mean, mean looks. Like, th- you can't do that at a festival, right? Mm-hmm. Drive over to where, where the people walk. You know, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, don't do yeah, that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, we just parked somewhere, and it was at Stubbs, and uh, she was she was real dope, man. I think they even had a band doing the beats. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't the whole crew. No, nah, it's never the whole. It was it's rarely ne- the it whole was, crew. Like, anyway. It was never the whole crew. Like Ghost, I was probably I know that Ghost show. wasn't there. Ghost and RZA wasn't there, and, and ODB of RP was not there as well. But everybody else, like Ray, uh, Deck, You God, Jizza, yeah. like. Just the way there was, there was the, cause you know, Stubbs was mad packed yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. 
I was probably there because I don't think I ever missed a Wu Tang show and in Austin. Ju- I, I guess it was the energy, you know, like uh-huh. it all goes back to the energy and. So you hear that, you go home and you're like, okay, this is it. I was like, yo, that was. Let's do that, you know. Let's. How does that work? Let's figure this out. I, I was kind of already into uh, mixing and production, and then I went to school for it. Oh, there you, you go. Know See, what I, I mean? was for something like that. So, but that was afterwards. Well, that was after the show. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So how long how long <laughs> did it take you to you know really get a good hand on the whole thing? Probably like three years. Three years, like yeah. nonstop, like self. Yeah, I was in my room learning. every day, all day, every day, learning. And your parents were not like, "Hey, man, <laughs> don't use my records." Nah, nah, I didn't have <laughs> records. Or do go do something else. I was just, just like, it was just a very interesting time. Like I was, I was just in there doing it. You know what I mean? And it. I had I had like two good buddies, uh, Jamari Quality and Just Destroyer. They're from my first crew in SA, the Vultures. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we put out an EP. Um. Wait. So hold on, hold on. You already knew how to put out an EP. No, nah, I, mean, I, I didn't know. Yeah. So they showed they showed you. A they little? didn't show me. Nah. How'd you find out? We just had ten songs, and that's an EP. And then just put it out, and then like, were you selling those things, or how uh, we was you? just giving that out for free, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and then. We thought you could send those, you could send demos to labels still back then, you know, right? Mm-hmm. We we never heard nothing, but what we did grab the attention of was the older cats from San Antonio, very respectable people, Mad One and cats like that. Uh-huh. They heard of us, and so uh, I was fortunate enough to be a very young and kind of naive, but lots of talent and drive, and I had a, I had like two or three, four just veterans flock to me and just show me like okay 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 just yeah yeah you're on the right path you're on the right path and just that was it it was a lot of support from from i mean people came to you at a young yeah, age That's yeah 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 i mean you would have told me yeah i was out there i was like giving nah, out my beats on the street nah, i was wh- like nah. at a, wow yeah that's impressive, man. Yeah. That's why that's why I deal with this guy, man. Nah, I get it. I get it. I, <laughs> amongst, mean, I never um, heard a story like that, yeah. I tell you that. Yeah, I mean he's a amongst a, you know, he's a stand up individual, but at the same time, man, like just the way that he's able to absorb certain things, you know, and apply it with what he does. I mean, man. he didn't know who Dilla was. Nah, yeah. man. Or Premier, or Pete Rock, or nah. he knows who the fuck it is now. Oh, yeah, he, oh, no, shit. Dude, you better know. <laughs> shit. My my youngest brother is your age, and I remember when I got into hip hop, I used to quiz him about hip hop when mm-hmm. he was like six or seven. Yeah, see, I didn't have the proper like, okay, this was coming out, you know, this is the producer on this, you know, this. Yeah. And that. I didn't have none of that, none of that. I mean, magazines, all the- nah, damn, nah, man, nah. Yeah. None of it. Well, you, None said of it. Ma- you said magazines, yeah. yo. Yeah, you I mean, the source. And, <laughs> hey, you know, the source, man. We used, used to have to, all that to, shit. YSB, yeah. the source, Vibe. Ride On Magazine, Vibe. Vibe. Yeah. You name it, bro. Double XL. I remember yeah, the, XL. I, I still have a copy of the first issue of Double XL. The first issue? The first issue. Who's on the cover? Oh, man. Who is on the cover? I want. I almost want to I wanna say Juvenile, but... I don't know. Do your Googles. <laughs> your I could Google. be wrong. <laughs> wow. That's but a, yeah, that, I mean, the first issue of Double XL came in like uh, either late 98 or, or 99. It, I believe it was 99, actually. I think it, I was already here, I think. Because I remember I used to get the source. The source was before. Wait. I don't. Yeah, I used to buy the source. I used to buy the source. Uh, uh, dude. Man, props to you, man. 
Thank you. Thank you. I, I am you. impressed. Not that, you know, it means anything, but to you. Hey, no, nah, <laughs> no. Nah, like, much appreciated, man. Wow. So why, why rule a why? Did you have the name at the time already, or was it? Well, my name's Ryan, so I put the R and the Y, you know, rule a Y. I don't. What? Yeah, Ryan, R-Y. Yeah. So the R for the ruler. Uh-huh. And the Y is word. That's it? Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so were you dosed the whole time too, or no? Uh, <laughs> Tell me you had some funky my, ass name when yo, you were yo, yo. when you get on that stage. Be, yeah, because I've been doing this shit for a long time. Of course, I had a name before, and it was Wag. Go uh, ahead, go ahead. But yeah, no, I was, what? I was. I was. I was 14k when I first started rhyming. I was 14k. And uh, then, you know, there's a 14k T. 14k T. Yeah, the producer, and he's out of Detroit. Oh, that's what's up. 14KT's dope, man. Yeah. Hey, but you know what, though? Yeah. See, now, now 14 foot, look, you know 14, mean? no, he knows his shit. No, 14KT? Yeah, come on, man. Nice. Hey, but look, 14K, that was my rap name. And then my brother, my brother gave me DOS. Which um, stands for dead on some. Back, 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 <laughs> back, back then, back, back then it stand, uh, stood for uh, dead and on sight. Yeah. You know, this, is my, right. this is my younger years, you know what I'm saying? Come on, you got to understand, man. Like, I was like fucking... I was a teenager, and it stood for dead and on sight. And then you're forgiven. There, That's all right. Yeah, no, then, we're not judging here. And, and cool. then from there, and then from there, it kind of went to like uh, death or success. And then from there, it kind of evolved. And now, now when people ask me, I just say it says uh, stands for dare observe the skills. All right, you know what I'm saying. People and and then dose. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, people in the street started calling me dose. That was the shortening because yo, my real rap name was Disastro. Disastro. Oh, that's where that came from. Disastro. Everybody in like late '90s and early 2000s know me as Disastro, uh-huh. and then you know what I'm saying from Disastro, it was shortened to DOS, and then people in the street they would just be like Dose, you know, because they wasn't gonna say Disastro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it was like yo, Bavu told me one time he was. I never will forget this. I was like 17. He was like. Disastro, that's the prettiest name in hip hop. <laughs> and I can I, I say, can I picture say, him saying that. Yeah, yeah. Shit. No, he did. He's like, that's like the prettiest name in hip hop. Did, like, yeah, did you just cool. do an impression of Bavu? Because I really, it's close. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy, though. Shout out. Uh, yeah. Nice. But yeah. So you yeah, had to change it right then. And that's, then. Like, that's a good impression. That's yeah. a really good impression of. We're on the feedback. <laughs> Disastro, and then yeah, nobody gonna say disastro. Yeah, those is except doses. when he emailing it to him. Well, yeah, you know what? I, it actually worked out because here's the thing: is like people, you know, uh, I always, you know, I kept the my imprint is disastro music, and the thing yes. is about disastro is it's unique to me. So if you Google disastro, uh-huh. that's D O S Z A S T R O, only my shit's gonna pop up. That's it. So, so it worked out. It, the prettiest name in hip hop <laughs> worked to my benefit yeah. because when you Google me, Disastro, yeah. you only gonna find me. But yeah. people always are like, "Yo, I can't find you online" because they're looking for DOS or mm-hmm. whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But that's why when I package things, I always put the Disastro on there because that's, that's you, how, if yeah. you, even if you just Google it. I mean, that's all. I'm all that's gonna pop up. Nice, nice. Wait, so. Um, after the um, alliance, uh, the alliance, yeah, yeah. Okay, so check this out. Well, hold on. So, were you, when you were part of that mm-hmm. at the time, like who was around, 
Or were you trying to like? Okay, in the scene. Yeah, it was bro, in Austin, it was in Austin already. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yes. Um. I okay. So I want to make this clear. I got my rap started like when I got out there and started making music and doing all that stuff. That all came is started in Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So check this out. The Alliance. We used to get really big shows and get a, everything like like all the all the big shows that were coming to town back in the, back then all the hip hop shows came through hip hop mecca mm-hmm. which consisted of three promoters Doug Mecca, Dave Mecca and Scooter. Mm-hmm. Um Scott Richardson, Scooter. Those those three guys right there <laughs> there wasn't no hip hop coming through Austin, no no uh big names or anything like that unless it came through those guys. Mhm. And those are the guys that put me on. Like, straight up, South by Southwest, come around, something like that. We wouldn't have to go through all this strenuous process that you see nowadays where guys got to pay this money. And yeah, pay to play and another, shit? Nah, not pay to play, but... Just fees you, or you whatever. Gotta, you got to pay the fee to apply for South by Southwest through oh, Sonic okay, Bids yeah. and all that kind of thing. Man, yo, back then, like I'm telling you, we were out there and... These guys were the guys that put us on. And so every year during South By, we would just get the information on where we was playing at. We wouldn't <laughs> apply for to nothing. Uh-huh. We, would, we would just get, you know, it would just be like we would see when South by Southwest would, uh, back then, the online wasn't popping. So it was like you would get the booklet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you would get the booklet and you would open it. You'd be like, oh, I know I'm in this motherfucker somewhere, you know. And then boom. There it is, you know what I'm saying? But my guys, they would hit us up and be like, hey, you know, got you a showcase, this venue, woo, 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 woo. But it just, things were different back then. Mm-hmm. But um, so Hip Hop Mecca, we were doing most of our shows through them. And um, what happened was at, when we were, as the Alliance, as a group, we ended up getting on the bill with these guys from Seattle and Portland called Old Dominion. They were also a very large crew. I remember Old Dominion, yes. Okay? So check this out. So Old Dominion, um, we played several shows with them when they would come to Texas because we were also a large crew. And so they would always put us on the bills together. And I became uh, friends with various members of that crew. Mm -hmm. Okay? So this ties into how I ended up in the Northwest, in Portland. Yeah. So um, basically what happened was we were alliance where we were young knuckleheads and... uh, we were going to venues and we were getting into fights, and uh, we were tearing shit up, and like it was part of the show, or you were just like you no, said, it crazy was not shit. part of the show. It would be well, how many of y'all? You said like five man, or six was, of y'all. No man, it was like ten of us. And, oh, it's one of them crews, like we, ten, we, mo- ten and, motherfuckers on stage, twenty with mics. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and, and only one of us got sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'll give Crash the credit for that because you know he was he was much older. And um, he was an OG, and 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 he and he helped us get exposed in a lot of things. But we were young, and we were knuckleheads, and we were we were ready to knuck and buck, man. And that's what we did, man. We knucked and bucked, whether we was knucking and bucking with each other or we was knucking and bucking with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else would get it way worse, but we would go at each other. But that's I mean, a crew. <laughs> Yo, no, no, I mean, I'm saying we, we. Nah, it happens. That's fine. Yeah. We did, we did a lot of shit, man. We we tore up a few venues, man, and 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 that it got chest flying and shit. The last time that it happened, Doug Mecca, 
Shout out to my boy Doug Meckel, who is in Seattle now, you know what I'm saying? But he was a top promoter out here. He booked all the shows during South by Southwest um, back in the early days. Doug Mecca told me, he said, man, listen. He said, I can no longer book your crew on any more shows. Well, no shit. <laughs> Ever again, right? But he said, you know you're my dude. And I fuck with you. So if you ever do solo music, all right, mm-hmm. you don't bring these crazy ass motherfuckers with you, <laughs> and you and you gonna do your thing, and and you know, let me know. I got you. And it was in Oregon at the time already. No, this was, was in here. Austin. Oh, okay. This was in Austin, and I and I and I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying. And so we had we had to have a serious meeting and. It was like, yo, look, Doug Mega said he ain't fucking with us no more, man, which means pretty much means that we hung out here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, where we going to get shows at? How we going to book our own shows? Like the game was on lock back then. You got to understand that the top rappers at that time was T-Double, Bavu, uh, you know, the guys that were in Hump yeah. Day. They were, that was that was top tier. Trey and all them. Right. Trey, Trey is, shout out to Trey God. That's my guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Know me since I was a kid, yo. Mm-hmm. I've known these dudes since I was a kid, literally. You know? And um, I was in the scene back then, too. I was just a little kid. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? They used to bug out on me like, yo, this little kid is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, so Alliance, that's that's kind of why I went solo. Because literally... As a group, we got our heads cut off out here. They was they was <laughs> so like so much for an alliance. They was like, yeah, you know, you over here, <laughs> y'all over here fighting, tearing up our venues and shit. We're not booking y'all on no more shit. Are you crazy? Wait, so then is that when you decided to go? Nah. So after that, I put out a solo album, uh, not an album, excuse me, an EP. EP. Yeah. My first EP solo as DOS came out in two thousand and one. And it was called Get Low. Yep. And um, it, it was on Circular Records. I don't even know about that. <laughs> you don't know about that? You <laughs> nah. haven't heard any tracks on that? Look, nah, shout, out, shout out to Cyrus Martin, um, who was known as Gage at the time, Gage Inc. Now, back in the day, man, now you got all these studios and everything around town now. But back in the day, there was only one fucking studio, if you were actually serious about your music, that you could go to. And that was Living Room Studios. All right? And um, living room studios. Uh, Where was s- it? Uh, I want to say it was on Forty Third Street or Forty Third Half or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was called Oasis now, but uh-huh. it was called Living Room Studios back then. It was owned by a guy named Aaron Deckler, and um, the the head and only engineer and producer. Uh, that ran that place at the time was uh, Gage Inc., Cyrus Martin. Mm-hmm. And um, so at the time, I lived in the neighborhood. I lived uh, on, literally on 45th and Duval around the corner. I lived there. Um, and I, mean, I was. So, but out of all those cats who were around at the time who knew you since you were a kid, like right. they didn't want to bring you on anything? Be like, hey, you know, jump in this project. Do you should talk to that guy or that guy? Or just pretty much on your own? Well, once you left, I'm gonna keep it real, man. Yeah, please do. Back then, again, <laughs> back back then, back then, dude. You know what I'm saying? The older guys that was really had the game on lock back then, they was they didn't want us young dudes. They they really okay. The scene was cornered. 
at yeah. the time. Straight up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Man, Bavu, forgive me for t- for telling this story, but it's it's, <laughs> it's just the truth. Don't. It's just like, yo, like 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 the first time I ever met Bavu, okay? Um this was in like, oh man. Well, the first time I met Bavu was was with my brother and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Before yeah, that. Yeah. But the first time we ever had a real encounter, I was um it was like in '99, and T Double he used to throw these um, events at Stubbs downstairs. I forget what he called them, but they were they were these double open mics and shit. And uh, we went up there, and when I say we, it was me and like maybe like four of my Alliance guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we were, and, and, and <laughs> I must I must I must have at the time I must have been like maybe like 18, 19, or maybe not not even 19, maybe like 18 or 17 or some shit. Uh-huh. We went up there, man, and um, you know, we we was up there freestyling, you know what I'm saying? And I and I know that that we used to get busy back in the day, and we used to go in or whatever. But uh, Bavu, he told me, you know what I'm saying? When we got off the stage, he was like, "Oh yeah," he was like, "Do it in the Bavu voice." He was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah," he was like, "Y'all all right?" He was like, "But uh, you plan on getting some bread in this town?" I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, that would be nice or whatever." You know what I'm saying? I mean, that wasn't really the aim or the goal at the moment because we was mad young and it was just like we just want to rap and eat niggas <laughs> but he was like yeah you plan on getting some bread in this town he was like you plan on getting some bread in this town you got to go through me you know which basically meant like to me at the time it was like oh i gotta f- yo i gotta i, I, I gotta I, battle you i gotta what <laughs> yeah i know well to me it, it meant like you can't get no bread in this town unless you fucking with me which yeah, yeah. you know to a 17-year-old fucking nutcase, that, that sounds wrong. like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what What do you mean, man? I mean, I he admits it that back then. He was like, he was that guy back uh-huh. then. He was, he admits yo. It. He was really that guy. Like, like one thing about Bavu, he was he was really that dude. And he played that part, and he was he was a standout member of uh, Hump Day. And I had some of my best moments in Austin hip-hop scene ever at Hip Hop Hump Day. Yep. They will tell you I was front and center. I was there every week. Me and my goons. That used was to go church, man. Back. Seriously. Yo. You probably heard stories, but listen, like, Hump Day we, was like church on Wednesdays. It was, bro. And we was underage, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Mark Collins who used to run the joint. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I ain't trying to tell on nobody, but it's over 10 years ago. Statue of Limitations is over. We was underage. <laughs> Me and my dudes used to go in the back. <laughs> and 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 in and, and, and the backstage, like in, in the back area, in the VIP area that they that Mark Collins had reserved off for all the performers and stuff like that, it used to be a huge ass tub of uh, red stripe back there. And me and my guys would go back there, and we would fucking invade the shit out of that red stripe while these dudes would be on stage performing and shit like that. And then they would come off stage for the intermission, and the red stripe would would just be damn near gone. And they looking at <laughs> us, and they're like. That's DOS in the man. They ain't even supposed to be drinking. They underage. Like what the, you know? And man, we done drunk the red stripe up and everything. Got got the <laughs> little girls back there and stuff. Yeah, but uh, oh, yeah, nice. man. Hip hop. Those were the fucking Dude, days. Home day was the shit. Those were the. I days, can't. Bro. I can't stress that enough. I mean, wow. Yeah, man. Wait, so so when did the move to Oregon happen then? Okay, so um we're not gonna go through like yeah, yeah. Your so so whole check it. story, but even 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 um you know what I'm saying after uh I, I did a short stint in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta for a while, you know what I'm saying? Um I had you know, like I said, I was in a transition period after they told us that in the group dismantled and everything like that, I was kinda in a transition phase. 
So uh, Cyrus Gage um, over at uh, Living Room Studios, you know what I'm saying? He would have me come up there. You know, he took a liking to me. He, he liked my style and everything like that. And so he was, you know, he would let me come up there and kind of just sit in on different sessions and stuff. I would hang out. Basically, I would hang out at Living Room Studios, mm-hmm. like in the lobby and stuff, while other dudes were having their sessions. Other artists were, were doing their thing back then. And I would write my rhymes. He uh, Gage Inc. would supply me with beats and whatnot. And um, I would write to the beats, and I would have my headphones on, and I'd be sitting up there. And, and also, I'd be observing other people's studio sessions and stuff. And one of the... Uh, like, I was just learning all this. <laughs> nah, you know, I... I, I mean, I I've sw- heard, like, half of it already, but it's, you know, like I said, this dude got stories for months. Man, I saw, <laughs> I saw Bavu record Creating Hustle. Oh, shit. He recorded that at Living Room Studios. I was there. I was I was the kid in the front lobby. You know what I'm saying? Like writing my rhymes with my headphones on, like, yeah, I'm gonna do some shit like this one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> was like, Gotta go and yeah, me. yo, Bavu, he already got musicians and shit, people <laughs> playing on this shit and everything. I was like, Yeah, that's that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm coming too. You know? <laughs> but uh yeah, man, that's 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 uh how I got my, my start in the game and how I know people from out here, man. And um so then I me and Gage, we ended up getting um get low together. You know, and I had a song on there uh, called Dirk Negler. And the Dirk, I don't remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you got to be old school to remember this shit. So basically, the, the Dirk Negler was a song that was straight up nasty. It was my too short shit. And it was all about, you know, doing wild shit with females. You know what I'm saying? And, sure, and, sure. And, 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 you know, and, and, and uh, but the funny part about it is when I performed it, it took off because. Uh, that was I, the hot joint on the on the album. It was, <laughs> and, and let me tell you what's funny about it. I used to perform it, so 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 I would do the other joints off off the EP, and when it would get to the niggler, I would go in the bathroom. Like my boy would come out there, and he would do an intro for me. My man MC, he'd come out there and do an intro for me to the crowd, install the crowd out, and I would go in the back and I would change my clothes. So I change out of my street gear, and I would put on a fucking robe. Right. Whoa, like like uh, Hugh Hefner type like shit. Like a silk robe, right? <laughs> with no, listen. This is back in the day. No, with, go ahead, go ahead. Yo, yeah, listen. Silk drawers, silk drawers, a silk robe, and a fucking uh uh uh, uh beanie cap, right? And a beanie cap and some house shoes. <laughs> and I would come back out onto the stage. And I would do the Dark Niggler. And yeah, girls I, on stage I at had least. N- no, no, no. Listen, whoever, any girls, I, we did this shit during South by Southwest 2001. We had one of the livest shows that year during South by because also uh, Living Legends were on the same showcase. Oh, uh, nice. yeah. Everybody was in the building. All right. And literally, girl, girls would go nuts. You know, I was much um, more. Uh, Younger and uh, slimmer. more slimmer and diesel back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, they they loved that shit, and it used to it used to trip me out, man. Like like at that particular performance, remember during South by Southwest, uh, this girl in the front row, she she kept pulling at my uh, my robe and shit. You know what I'm saying? And and I remember my boy that I was performing with, he was like, "Yo, that girl wants your fucking robe." You know what I'm saying? And I would never do this to y'all this in these days. But back then, Not nobody you know wants what I'm saying? Hey, 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 now. <laughs> Somebody wants to. <laughs> but uh 
back then, you know what I'm saying? I, I fucking ripped my shit off and threw it in the crowd and threw my robe in the crowd. And I was on stage in my motherfucking drawers with my white shoes. feet on and shit. <laughs> and, my house, and my house shoes and shit. And motherfuckers <laughs> loved it. Because it was it was the song, it was it was well constructed, like like uh okay, like had some it, ill metaphors. Can you drop a couple of bars off of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um the nasty the nasty ones. Uh, yo, guns, drugs, scars, cuts, bitches, hoes, stars, sluts. They love disastro. Cause the way that I freak, I take them back to the hotel and get into deep peak. How a young nigga done fucked up your sheets. Say day of the week, long as you keep it discreet. And bitches keep me in their spot like we sharing the lease. They be feeding for this cock, but I ain't caring the least. I got Indian bras, but they get calling me chief. White girls that gobble meat and let me bust in their teeth. They be fighting a day about who playing for keeps. Take them live on Jerry Springer, let them settle their beef. Cook proper called. Hey, yo. All right, he looked at me. Hey, you, you're staring at me the whole time you're rapping this. I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no homo, B. I'm kidding. No homo. <laughs> Wow, yeah, so, but yeah, word. That's that's something I never heard though. Huh? I never yeah. heard that one. Wait, so, so that was the hot joint on, on Get Low. It, it was, but you know, but but it's funny because like there was other shit on it that was it was like yeah. real lyrical, but that was the one. And I think that it didn't really have a whole lot to do with. I mean, the song was like nothing else on there was like that so it was like it was kind of like what the fuck you know what i'm saying was it but did it sound like a club banger at least or was man, it just like all smooth and shit it was kind of smooth but but here's the thing though it's like the performance when i used to perform it that's what used to make motherfuckers go crazy for it because dude we had some legendary performances like shit that people will never forget they were like dude i would never fucking forget that you came out on the stage in a fucking robe <laughs> with your drawers on and a motherfucking beanie cap on, talk about all the bitches want me. And the bitches in the front row was like, oh! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, it was like, yo, I can't even, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was just different from what everybody else was doing yeah. at the time. The and I was show. young and, and I didn't give a damn. I didn't give two shits what anybody thought. Mm-hmm. Like, now, you could never give me, the, even, yo, trust me. I can go in the gym and get Diesel and y'all and come out and be ready to get up out on the stage in my drawers. But I would never do that now just because I'm a different person. Conscious, subconscious. Like, in my mind, as, you know, the man that I am today, I could never do that again. I, the niggler was something that you had to be there for that time period <laughs> because you're never going to see that shit again. Oh, uh, there's footage of it somewhere? I, somebody got some footage of that shit. <laughs> You know, but this is back in the day, man. This is before your before camera phones. phones. Yeah, yeah. Like motherfuckers had two ways back then, you know. <laughs> but uh, so so I'm just trying to get it. So when did the the move happen? Okay, yeah, sorry. That, that was the whole. That was the whole. Yeah. That's the only question I asked. Yeah, yeah. no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. My bad. Well, still, I you know that was that was good shit. No, no, I, had no, to I love it. That. I love it. I love it. Um, the move happened after uh, get low. After I released get low. Um, Get Low did pretty good. Like it established me as a solo artist um, locally, mm-hmm. right? So that was the first time people saw me without the crew. So what happened at the time was I was looking at like kind of some of the um, the elders in the crew. I mean, not in the crew, but in the uh, in the music scene yeah. here in Austin. And I was like, man. You know, a lot of cats, I ain't going to say no names or nothing like that, but a lot of cats was real, you know, on some superstar shit. 
And they thought they was like stars and stuff. And I was looking around and I'm like, man. But they're only in Austin. Yeah. Local and I was, stars. Like, I was like, I was like, man, you know. And I'm looking at these dudes. These dudes are like eight, ten years older than me. So I'm like, man, I could be standing around here. Like, even though people are, are feeling what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. I can stand around here and let people like suck me off to the point till I feel like I'm the man. Or I can go and do something else and elevate. And basically what it was was like my boy Smoke. Smoke, who was in Old Dominion, um, he came down here to Austin just to get away from his environment and make an album down here. And when he started making the album down here, I was featured on his album that he put out at the time. Matter of fact, we even ended up putting that same feature on Get Low. Mm-hmm. Um, and he produced it and everything, and, and his production game was real solid. And I'll say this. Back then, ATX, we dude, we were like 15 years behind the rest of the fucking country as far as beats. The, really? <laughs> really. Did you, like, do you, do you feel this? I mean, do you know the stuff from back then, or? I mean, that 15 years ago, I'd be like 10. Oh, uh, true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's true. I don't bad, know what bad, a beat was. Nah, bad, I mean, no, nah, we were 15 years behind at the time, but it wasn't quite 15 years ago, but it was, it was, it was well over 10 years ago. And, and we I were, hear that a lot, though. Really? Oh, yeah, bro. I we were behind, that. bro. Trust me. I produce a lot of cats now, and, and you know what I'm saying? They all. Same story. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so and so things were different, man. And and so, you know, these guys, Old Dominion, you know, these guys, they had they, they one thing that I always liked about them, they had great beats, mm-hmm. you know. And um so Smoke, when he came down here, man, before he left to go back, he was like, Listen, man, he was like, Out of everybody I met down here, I was like, I feel like you you really got something. You know, with the rhymes and shit, you're really dope. He was like, but he was like these beats. You know, he was like the production that y'all have access to down here is not gonna take you to the next level. You've outgrown what's available to you here as far as resources and beats. And he said, I want you to come with back with me to the northwest. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he was he would tell me about this guy Pale Soul, right? That um, was the main producer for Old Dominion and everything. And he was like, man, you need to come back and meet Pelso. He was like, and, and we'll put you up. So you, you know? went just for that? There was yeah. No, there was no I else. went there with the sole purpose of recording an album with them. He's like, man, you need to come record an album with us because we can get you the production that you need to bring your shit out. And that's where Monsters Ball happened. So yeah. I, I, I flew... To no no no, we drove, <laughs> drove my shit from Texas to uh, Portland, Oregon, and um, I was there for. Let's see, I did Monsters Ball in two months. It's still to this day. I I like, I just got literally uh, an email from iTunes today. You know what I'm saying? They sent me fifty bucks because like. A few people bought Monsters Ball. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> dude, yo, I, I, I it was like, I made that clear. album. I made that album twelve years ago. You know what I'm saying? And in 2015, motherfuckers still buy it. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and um, 
And that's not that's not that's not no toot my own horn type of thing. You know what I'm saying? That's those are real. No, facts. no, I get it, I get it. But the, do, you, do you feel like that really put you on uh, on the map? As that's far what as, like, out, that's out what did state? it for me. That's what did it for me. Not only in Portland because man, I tore shit up in Portland too, man. I was part of one of the longest running hip hop weeklies ever in Portland, bro. We had Thorn City Improv. It's legendary in Portland. Uh-huh. All right, and we used to have we had the the what was like one of the premier bands in Portland at the time they were called the Chosen and um they it was very much like hip hop hum day it was all improv and we would perform for 4 hours throughout the duration of the entire night but we would perform for 2 hours and then take like a 20 minute intermission and then we go back up on stage and perform for another couple hours but um that consisted of myself uh, Dom from Old Dominion, Smoke of Old Dominion, uh, Sock, Socrates of Old Dominion. Uh, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out, and that's fucked up. But I think, I said, yeah, Smoke, Sleep, Sleep. That's who I left out. Sleep. <laughs> How can I leave out Sleep? Shout out to Sleep. That motherfucker's crazy, ill. But, uh, yeah, it was all of us guys, and it was all freestyle every week. Just like uh, it's Home Day. Day. Home Day was, yeah. But, dude, we used to have Damon Stoudemire used to come out. Uh, Rasheed Wallace, when he played for the Portland Trailblazers, he used to come out. You know what I'm saying? And and, and Rasheed even told, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that, that dude told a fool one time that he came to see me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was in earshot. Did you ever go back? Did you ever go back to your brother and say, "Hey, look at me now. This is what I'm." No, doing. I don't got to do that because he's seen he's seen everything I've done. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's seen everything I've done. Like I said, he just came in town a minute ago. You know what I'm saying? He he's seen everything. He's seen all my videos, everything that I'm doing currently. He's kept up with everything I've done over the years. He knows I do this shit for real, and and but he he's proud because he's like, man, you know. Uh, we're we're opposites. Me and my brother are opposites. He was always into the books and stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? To keep it real with you, I'm a high school dropout. You know what I'm saying? I never really fully actually graduated from any high school. I went to four different high schools out here. I got kicked out of every single one that I went to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we're just two opposite people. But he's proud of what I've accomplished just like I'm proud of what he's done up to this point you know what I'm saying just because of how seriously I've taken my music you know wow <laughs> seriously I'm I am impressed this is this is this is dope shit seriously lots yeah. of stories hey, we're, we're, already, we're already an hour deep by the way just to give you <laughs> okay that's cool we still, we still got shit to talk about oh, yeah, we got stuff my agenda. Yeah, we oh, ain't gotten into the album or nothing yeah, yeah. don't worry don't worry it's coming it's Word. coming well I wanted to um talk about um kind of go back to the uh production side of things so when you uh when you're p- putting out beats where you're like uh when you really got serious and you got vultures on what what you started your um you knew you wanted to start a record label at the time or you were just like yeah hey, i'm just gonna make some beats have some, f- some friends come through and then how did it work out for you yeah i guess i was just like I want to have multiple artists under my uh, my my name, kind of my production uh, sound. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, two albums with the Vultures in uh, San Antonio, and then I moved up here. 
But yeah. when they came, when when people come to you, were they like, okay, this is the sound? No, nobody came like- to me in SA except for like the like the the, the veterans. Like I, I wasn't seeking clients or nothing like that, you know. But when I'll, they came at you, they were like, I like what you're doing, so just do what you do, and then we'll drop yeah. some stuff on it. Yeah. Or they were like, hey, this is what we do. We want you to. Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, they just let me do what I did, and they just did what they did, you know what I'm saying? And then they would drop some jewels on me after the session or whatever, just kind of how it is now. Were you selling them? <clears throat> nah, this was all like uh, boot camp, I like to say, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um Getting my get my stripes up, learning how things go. Uh, you know, if a dude takes fifty takes in the booth, like it's like kind of like oh, uh, maybe learn it beforehand. It was just ins and outs of of the way a record is made. And I mean, and the whole time, I mean, like you said, you're kind of learning as you go. Even though you, I mean, you studied your shit, but at what point are you like, okay, well, this is serious. I need to actually really know how the business works. I mean, starting a record label, I don't think is as easy. I wouldn't know where to start if I wanted to start my own record label. You know, let alone, okay, I'm running the studio. You know, I'm producing. I got people recording. I got to know how know how all the shit work. Um, what was it that was like, okay, now I got to, I really got to be serious about this. Um, you know, figure out um, all the avenues, figure out the money. Because, I mean, all the shit costs money. Right, so how yeah. did, how did you figure all that shit out? Uh, I guess it was just something I just wanted to prove to myself. Like I wanted, I I moved to Austin to pe- become a hip hop producer. Before I was just, I was recording and and producing, but I wasn't a hip hop producer. Mm-hmm. So I moved up here with the intention to become a hip hop producer. And what's funny is the first couple months I would I just sat in my room and uh, just made beats alone, which I wasn't. I wasn't being a hip hop producer. I was making beats, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was a Clements was doing um, was doing like he had a monthly. You know the name of that back then, Dose. Uh, um, I know he's got, I know it, he's got the good. Yeah, it wasn't the, the good it, life it, it wasn't right the good now. life. It was something else, but like. So this is what year? This is 2010. Okay. February. Yeah. Which is my five five year mark will be next month. Okay. In Austin, um, so this was like maybe. Four months into Austin, okay? Um, Notes Floats was the only person I knew. Uh, this is through a mutual friend. You didn't know Dose at the time? Did not know Dose. Didn't know, didn't know anybody. Okay. Didn't know nobody. I came up here alone, you know? Like, I was just trying to take over shit. And the first four months, I didn't do nothing. I just There was a record store down the street, and I would go dig, and I would make beats. And I, would, I'd be, I was trying to figure it out. Cause it was just such a weird, different energy coming from San Antonio to Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just embraced it, and I was trying to feel feel out the hippie vibe, and you know everything was like real easy going, and it was just cool. I was just digging, like living, living comfortably. You're just absorbing the whole. Thing. I was absorbing it, learning how to to change. So uh, I went to one show, and I and I saw Clements, I saw Brain from SKP perform. I saw BMC from OT23. Mm-hmm. I saw Azatat. I, I a lot of these people I ended up working with. Well, how, what was your entry point? Like, how did I mean you see the I, show? I, I saw I saw them. I didn't talk to nobody, and then r- when I came back the next day, I, w- I hit up everybody on MySpace that I saw, and I said, "Yo, I'm new in town. I'm a producer, uh-huh. um, looking to work. And uh, if you f- here's here's my links to my stuff or whatever. And if you feel what I got, then hit me back. We could talk. You know." 
So was there a lot of were you making money? Or like how I had uh, I had I had a supporter from SA that had continued to buy my beats while I moved up here. Is there is there a lot of money in there? In that? It, I'm just curious. Starting out? Yeah, I mean I mean you were already doing stuff in SA. You move here, you know, you're you get in touch with all the you know, the right people mm-hmm. here in Austin. Um It took years to to build that up though. Yeah, that would. The first person to hit me back was BMC from OT23. Okay. He was the first person that said, "Yo, your shit's dope," and he came over like the fucking next day. Uh huh. And uh, we, I, I did a, I, re, I finished recording OT23's Lord Higgs and BMC. I, I finished recording their album, which they have, they went through uh, technical difficulties and complications recording on their own. Yeah. As artists, sometimes shit can go wrong. So I finished recording their album. I contributed to pr- productions, but I m- recorded it, mixed it, and then I ended up producing their whole full-length album after that. And during the time of of doing that was when I met SKP, which is how I met Disastro. <laughs> through, through, through Captain Kirk at, at the crib, you know what I mean? Brian Mitchell in the building. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was all a chain reaction, pretty much, yeah. right after that show. You were already part of SKP when you met him. When you guys met, nah, but no, but he he was like chilling with him. Yeah. I mean, you, you always there. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, you know what? Um, my affiliation with SKP begins with uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, Captain Kirk is, yo. Know, when when I was doing stuff, with, well, I still do stuff with D Madness and uh, Shorty C. Yeah, uh, you know, and um, Kirk was a part of that Diasport Collective uh, for a moment. That which was like the the band that they had together with. Uh, Shorty C and D Manis and a few other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I met Kirk w- when he was like mad young. He was just a little kid, and he was he was always like, "Yo, <laughs> I do this hip hop." <laughs> yo, shout out to Captain Kirk. That's my dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kirk's but he, he was young man. Yo, he was he was so vibrant. And and you know, I told Bavu at one point. I was like. Uh, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I, I fuck with this kid, man, because he reminds me so much of, of me, you know, when I was younger, when I was coming up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he just had has that hunger, that intensity, and everything. And he's like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. He, you're gonna know him regardless. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I knew him from then, and we had weren't doing music together or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But uh, me and Kirk were living together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were, we we had a house on 11th Street. Yep. Where we recorded the first album. That's right. And uh, I guess you just came through with some shit. Uh, I mean, we're, look, we're, we're chilling. About, here's the thing about Austin that I, I I hear a lot is that if you're in music, you're bound to meet all the right people, whether it's house music or the hip hop scene. I mean, as much as you want to, you know, how Arabic Texas is when it comes to music here in Austin. Mm-hmm. It's you know same usual suspects, and you're bound to meet everybody. You got you got to meet Global, you got to meet Bavu, you right. got to meet T Double, you got to meet Zilli, you got no franchise. Well, see, gotta... everybody doesn't know that though, man, because you know you get these uh, articles, you know, that are printed, whether they're in the Chronicle, whether they're, you know, in in some other publication, local publication, mm-hmm. and they, the, the the writers even themselves don't come from the era in which they would really truly understand um what breathed life into this scene yeah. to make it what it is today so they don't even know like 
the globals and there's you know certain people like that you know what i'm saying that 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 helped this scene to become what it is man and and that's the thing that's the that's why i feel like uh my importance uh with with this is as far as locally yeah you know my my thing is i don't i don't really even really care about locally man i'm i'm looking way past that but at the same time as far as locally i want light shed on the people that really made this to be what it really is. And yep. n- there's only very few people that can really tell that story. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, and they come on this show and told it. Man, I'm one of them, dude. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. And 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 and, and uh, there's not many others that can. So, like, I love that we're sitting here and we're discussing people like Global. You know what I'm saying? And, and Zeely. And, and, and I mean, people, you go by Knickknack and Star Sign. Dude, Knickknack is my And Baby G guy. and all those cats. Yeah, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Baby G. Shout out to Baby G. <laughs> so y'all meet, and when did y'all decide to, to actually work together? Well, he actually, man, approached me a couple nah, nah, times. Check, check it out. Like, yeah. Oh, I got to hear that story. This, this is before we even recorded the track. Yeah. I knew I, I wanted to work with you when I yeah. was playing some Bumpy Knuckles. Okay. And you was like, oh, that's Bumpy Knuckles. And I was like, yeah, like no one knows who the fuck Freddie Fox is. What? And we was See, just, it's ghost. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, you you might have gotten like on a feature or some shit. Okay. In the closet back in the ele- on Eleventh Street, remember closet. over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, the first track we did was uh, was that Egypt joint? Though. Remember that? The it's not it's the unreleased Nights Over Egypt or whatever. Remember? Oh, yeah. That was, that was the first. That joint. was the first joint that. Ooh, that's a nice yeah. joint too. It, I just started listening to that the other day. It's never, nobody's Wait, ever heard it. You, yeah. Wait, you so you made a beat and then yeah. you you got on it. He, he had a sample in mind and he was like, Yo, you didn't know that was him. No, I didn't know. What yeah, was yeah. I didn't know what was saying. Yeah. What it was was um, basically to explain what he to um, elaborate on what he's saying is like we used to see each other out and about. Yeah, and he would come to me and he would say, "Yo, um, I don't know what you heard me on, but he was like, "Yo, I, I, I dig your style. I want to work with you." Uh-huh. You know. And um, I was still in my transition coming back to the music because I took a three year hiatus. Right. When my um. My first son was born. When my my son was born, um, I took three years off of music. You know what I'm saying? I would I would only do shows. I didn't do nothing in the studio, so I wasn't recording music at the time. Mm-hmm. So, but he, and this was like four times he did this. You know what I'm saying? When he would see me, we'd be out and about. You know, I was just starting to get back out into the scene and stuff like that. He'd be like, "Yo, man, you nice. Let's get together. We need to. We need. You know, we need to do some shit." And then finally, I was like. You know what? I don't even remember when we booked a session or whatever, but it was it was probably the last time you told me that before we booked a session. I was like, "Fuck it, man! What you doing next next Friday?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then and, and then so we linked up, and I had I had the sample in mind already. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm a big fan of uh, of '80s uh, R&B and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it remind me of my childhood a lot, but. Uh, the Jones girls have this record that I've always loved called Nights Over Egypt. I've only heard it sampled one time ever in hip hop, and that was with Tracy Lee in 1997 when he came out with an album called Many Faces. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a song on there called Stars in the East that sampled uh, this uh, Nights Over Egypt tune. And uh, but that that was one of my favorite tunes when I was growing up as a kid. The groove and the melody on it, I just always love. So I brought that record to him, and I was like, man, I was like, I've only heard this done once. I'm going to play it for you, the version that I heard done already, but I want you to do this shit totally different. I don't want it to sound nothing like that. And he did it. 
You know what I'm saying? And he, he was, you reworked it your way. He reworked it his way right there on the spot, yeah. and While I wrote you were the sitting. rhymes on the spot, and the track was recorded on the fucking spot. This whole shit took about two hours, like this interview. What? Yeah. And where is it? Oh, bro, nobody's heard it yet, but I'm. I guarantee. I just listened to it the other day, and I was like, man, it's a beautiful track. Well, you it wanted really to is. do like an '80s themed right. EP or something. I wanted to do an EP called '80s Baby. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That uh-huh. was basically about, you know, like... Just like, take some 80 samples and I'll flip them in. Take 80 samples, flip the 80 samples, and then at the same time, keep the subject matter kind of relevant to what was going on in the 80s at the time. Even though I was just a baby in the 80s, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I am literally am an 80s baby, but um, there's so much that happened in America you know, the 80s, that, yeah. that you can reference, you know what I'm saying? And, and there's little tidbits that I remember, but at the same time, it's like you can go back and do a little bit of research and really get the, put that on record and get the full spectrum. But we put that. But then after that. Yeah. We did Do What It Do. Yeah, Do What It Do I, was the first song we really did. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is we're actually, that's on um, uh, Obey the Raw. And we're actually just now getting ready to shoot the video for it on February 7th. We're going to shoot the video for um, Do What It Do. Yeah, so it just took two songs, I guess, and then bam. Then Great transition. Let's get into a bit of Raw, because I I went through it. Actually. Mm -hmm. Bam. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I got the CD. You gave it to me. Yeah, I know. You gave it to me. I know. Um, And one thing I didn't... um, one thing that caught me with your style of production mm-hmm. was is the boom bap shit, you know. And knowing him, I mean, you gotta understand every hip hop show that I that I'm at, and he's there. At some point, we're bound to be like, "All right, let's rhyme this out." Yeah. <laughs> we start like yeah. battle, not battling, we're just like rapping along and losing our voices. Yeah. That was like that's. I think that's how I met you. That mob deep joint was classic. Yes. That we went. Yes, you know, I never will forget that. That was like what three years ago yeah. during South by. Bro, we was all in the front row, mm-hmm. and that was my first time ever seeing Mob Deep. And like I said, my aunt lived in Queens for like most of my life, and I've been through Queensbridge projects and all that shit. Mm. One of my best friends lived there. I've met members of Mob Deep, like from uh, Infamous Mob and everything, right there in Queensbridge and everything. And I never, ever, ever seen Mob Deep live, and that was my first time. And I never will forget. It was me, me you, and, and, and a bunch and, of my homies was there too. Gabe was there. Oh yeah, man. Boys, we, boys were were in the front, just uh, like losing we our minds. That yeah. shit, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From the front row. <laughs> From the seriously, I mean, and I, and every time, every time, it never fails. So I'm like, I know you're, you know, you're, you guys are like, you know, boom bap fans, mm-hmm. you know, golden age type, you know, uh, type of hip hop fans. And actually, on the on the CD says "O to, to the Golden Age," right? That's right. So that was that was on purpose yeah, that you guys absolutely. agreed. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is the kind of sound we're gonna put out. Absolutely, all of them, all every every album that I've ever put out always has a theme. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That I, like like that's that comes from the era of, of hip hop that we grew up in. Like all the great albums had themes to them. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's I made Obey the Raw to excite. It's on purpose to sound exactly. It's to it's it's like a mimic of a hip hop classic from 1996. Yes, 1996. that's exactly what it's supposed to sound like, <laughs> and, and that's does. just on purpose. People don't realize that it's on purpose. They they try to fucking put me in a in a category, and they say, "Oh, you make 
East Coast boom bad music. No, nigga. I gave you that on purpose. That's what I wanted to make. I wanted to make a album that sounded specifically mm-hmm. like the classic stuff that we grew up on. Like um, one of the biggest records that I'll never forget that I seen, you know, when I went again, when I went back to Detroit in the summer um, of in July, every car bumped a different record off of It Was Written, Nas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's where that this record came from. It was like, man, I want to make a record that sounds like the records that I thought were fucking dope as shit that came out during that time period. Mm-hmm. So it's dated on purpose. No, but I mean, but here's the thing. By that time, did you have to go back? I mean, you oh, you already knew. Okay, I got found by Premier. Got know by Pete Rock. Got know by Lost Professor. Got know by all these cats. Yeah. So you already knew all those guys by then, and oh, you're yeah. like, okay. And did you feel like, okay, I'm already kind of doing something like that, or do you have to like relearn? Yeah, everything? I mean, some of the beats he picked are like two years old at the time. You know what I'm saying? So that was just my mood. I was just capturing that mood, uh-huh. and he. I mean, he didn't really have to pick through too many beats. You know what I mean? Like maybe nah. out of the th- Nah. 17 as on there 30 he heard or some shit mm-hmm. so that he he was just picking shit that that was Wait, so you cranked out a bunch of them and he said i want yeah that one, yeah that one, like that one. mostly yep. all the beats were made i think they were already made are, oh yeah. damn yeah damn. he did some of them from uh from scratch yeah some of them you know yeah. what i'm saying but um yeah like you said man i already it was just it was he was looking for something that i and i had it you know yeah, what i mean and then, exactly yeah that's that's the best way to put it. Yeah. That's uh, I always know what I want to do. I don't I don't. That's what that's what'll take me so long from being in the studio. Like I'll take a hiatus from recording music at all uh-huh. if I don't have a clear enough vision on what I want to do. So the the driver was like, okay, this is a golden age hip hop type uh, type of album. Mm-hmm. So that's the format. He has everything done. So just a matter of laying the rhymes on it. Well, it wasn't quite like that. Well, I'm it, it, it wasn't quite that smooth. But 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 that's that's close. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. We we constructed some things from from scratch. A lot of things, you know what I'm saying. But also, and the mixing was was a whole another. Mixing was a whole too. different yeah. thing. We 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 definitely worked on the mix for mm-hmm. probably about four or five months. Really, we were already yeah. done with the album. We we focused on the mixing. Me and him together. You just, know how to do that, or you? you have I to, know how he, to he verbalize he, it. Yeah, he knew what he wanted it to sound like. I know like. how to verbalize it. I don't yeah. know how to fucking push them buttons and all that <laughs> shit. I'm not, I, I do the puffy shit where I'm like, "Hey, man, turn that up, man, turn that down, <laughs> take that, take that." I don't, you know what I'm saying? That's it, man. Damn. Yeah, and th- there's still like six tracks that we didn't put on there. So. See, but when you yeah. made those beats, because um, I mean, there one thing I really appreciate, and I told that to Rudy and Kirk when they were here is that you can actually when you hear one of your beats like you see there's actually work behind it because a lot of beats now that I hear of the more the simplest like okay let me just put a bass line you know you don't hear hear any instruments but in your shit like I was listening to what's the one on the album let me put it up real quick uh prolific yeah, prolific. Yeah. At the end of that that joint, there's a guitar solo. Oh, for that's, like, a, that's a live guitar. Yeah, yeah solo. I know, but I mean, just to integrate that. That yeah. that was Dos's. Uh, that that's was what his I'm saying. Idea Carter Errington. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, Carter. Super, shout out super to dope. Carter 
Harrington. Super dope guitarist. No, right. but I mean, just to put that in there and yeah. say this is, we're still within the scope. Yeah. But you, we want y'all to hear some instruments. Because right. back yeah. then in the, in the, in the 90s, yep. you would, shit, you would hear a beat and you're like, okay, there's a pian- there's a, there's keys in there. Yep. You know, well, the first time I I heard Reunited, mm-hmm. uh, the of the Wu Tang Forever, and then yes. violin, I'm like, yeah, this shit is insane. A lot of violin. That's right, they, and that's what people don't realize about the era is because man, they think that it was just like all samples and fucking hard ass. No, drums. not always. It was from scratch. I mean, nah. Pete Rock, Pete Rock with the horns. Yeah. So I mean, it, and even, there, there's some live bass on the Obey the Raw too. Yep. You know, there's yeah, a lot of bass, there's a lot of bass. guitar. Yeah, there's a lot of live instrumentation yeah. on yeah. there, man. That, That's what's missing. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what's missing. And and I think only few producers today still go back to that. You know, and when you think of um, Illmind, with put the fucking yeah. crazy instruments in this shit. Yeah. Illmind. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I love that dude's beats, man. Um, dope, what's his name? Chops. I don't know if you know Chops from Chops, uh, yeah. Mountain Brothers. Chops, mm-hmm. yeah. you, ever, you have to check out Virtuosity. Mm-hmm. Um, Static Selector. That's all he does. Static Selector <laughs> yeah. is crazy. Selector's nuts. Nuts Raw is crazy. Mad Lib. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mad Lib. Same thing. So, so Black Milk. You know there saying? you go. Yeah. Black Milk. So, yep. I mean, he's coming back. What? Oh, you got to go piss? Go. I'm yeah, still uh, recording. That's I mean, fine, I'm, I'm doing... Right now, really, what I'm trying to do, because I've, I've done a lot of production with uh, where it's just like the samples. Yeah. You know I mean, where it's just the samples and some drums and some bass. That's it. Are you... Uh, right now, I'm trying to like add that fourth dimension of like playing more stuff on top and uh, just being more creative with the plugins and the effects. But you're trying to figure it out? Or, I mean, it seems like you know. Never... I got I to figure it out. It's got to experiment. Go in there and have fun. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, the, the pattern I'm seeing with you is that you never really looked at someone else's production and be like, okay, well, let me see if I can do it, but my way. Mm. It was always, I mean, from what I hear, correct, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, this is what I feel. This is the, I have a melody in my head. Or I heard, I was watching TV, something came up, and then produced based on that. Yeah. And then it just happens to, I wouldn't say sound like, but, um, you know, to be like that kind of, you know, that kind of production. Yeah. With uh, that kind of value. I think, I, like, because I do study the producers. I, so now I, you do. I study, I know what they use. Like, I can just hear a beat and know who it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, so, wow. And I even know sometimes the samples, like, oh, you got it from there, you know? So, but I think the way I can flip it is just, it's just my own thing, you know. Like, how do you? What's what's your inspiration? I know that sounds cliche to ask, but I mean, do you? Uh, I don't know, man. It's got that raw energy in me, man. Honestly, <laughs> oh, dude, straight on. up, man. Yeah, for real. Just a kid genius with it. No, he really I'm is. Hip hop, man. man. Like, I'm hip hop. I'm a late bloomer, but no, I mean, like, you know, I, I got seriously. I, I got to commend you because I mean, you know your shit, and you're you're definitely, you know. Putting the work and I mean you can hear it on Obey the Raw seriously it's it's very cool it's deep like you hear it like okay well there's some instruments there's mm-hmm. there's you no know, some good some bass there's and the drums all are kinds of beat yes 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 drums yeah. be hitting so uh, how when that came out like what what was the reaction oh man the reaction has been because you had to release party yeah, just I mean, last w- April. Yeah, well... It's been like yeah, a yeah, year, yeah. right? It's been, it's like been a year. year. Well, April 2014. Um, uh, May, actually. It, it, oh, okay. it, yeah, it dropped uh, 
technically it dropped May 6th, but um, we had the release party the weekend before that. And, um, man, the response has been incredible, man. Like, it it sells very well online. On iTunes and all that? Oh, yeah. It's, nice. Yeah, man. It sells well on iTunes, uh, CD Baby. I always have to send them copies of this joint because they always sell out of it. And, um, man... That's all. That's all I could really. And it's a process too. We still putting out videos promoting it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, man. True, true. Yeah, I mean. yeah, we're gonna be putting out videos, um, probably, uh, up until um the the peak of the summer. Oh, um, cool. You know, so so yeah, man. We gotta like, like I said. So so for those that don't know, there's three videos um for Obey the Raw right now that are already released and out and all on YouTube. Um, YouTube page is uh. Is disaster. Like I said, you can find me anywhere online with disaster. But I know we're gonna get to that to the end, yeah. at the end. But yo, on some real shit, like like um, we got a video for focused. Um, we got a video. Um, the second video we shot in New York, um, and that's authentic with Spit Gems. Um, and then this last video we did with Crew Five Four and Jamar Quality, and uh, that's too raw. And you know we got uh, do what it do coming up next. We're gonna do um, smoke break during South by Southwest. We're gonna shoot the that one, one with Kirk and Rudy. Yeah, the, the one with Kirk and Rudy. And it's also got my man Swayle on there, which is the reason that was actually we would have already shot that by now. But like I said, my man he lives over in uh, in Belgium. Yeah, yeah, he lives over in Belgium now. So he comes over every year during South by Southwest, stay with me for the South by Southwest and whatnot. So that's why we're gonna take the opportunity to shoot it then. Well, let me. I gotta ask this. Yes. How the hell did you get Planet Asia? Oh, Planet Asia. Okay. Yo, that's, that's a good a good, story yeah, too. That's, Hold a, on, good, that's got, a good ass song got, too. Shit. Yeah, no, no, it is. Not only Planet Asia. Yeah, Rascal. Yeah, that's the that's the. I crew. mean, I heard I heard yeah. uh, Time Waste for No Man Word in nineteen ninety eight. I think. Though, as far as production goes, the whole album is solid. I mean, that was it's one of those like. Yeah. I mean, at the time, you could at the time there were albums that were coming out, and you pick out a few songs. But "Time Waste for No Man" was fucking crazy. I forgot how I got it got into it. Yeah, somebody just sent it to me or something. But Rasco on that was dope, and I got yeah. into Planet Asia, and then mm-hmm. Cali Agents, and yep. then just started spending Cali like that. Agents. So, so how mm-hmm. how how'd that happen? Okay, so um. I'm uh, so technically just friends with him. Nah, no, don't say that. That's nah, I mean, the story. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a real story behind that. Technically, um, I met Planet Asia uh, officially in 2008, and that happened when um, I was promoting my uh, second uh, full length album, which was called The Overdose. Which, by the way, The Overdose had Devin the Dude on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, we were doing live shows uh, with The Overdose. Uh, D. Manis had reprogrammed all of the beats from the overdose and into his ASR, and we were doing live shows, you know, with the full band and everything. I had backup singers and all that shit. And um, Notion, DJ Notion, shout out to DJ Notion. Yeah, music in mind. Yeah, music in mind. Definitely, he um booked us for um to headline. Well, uh, let me back that up. Use the correct terminology. We didn't headline it, but we were the local headliner per se. Okay, you know what I'm saying for Planet Asia and Rasco, they came as Cali agents, and I th- I believe they did a series of shows at the time. Uh, San Antonio, I want to say San Antonio, Dallas, and uh, and Austin, and um, 
So Notion booked us on the uh, Austin date, you know what I'm saying, uh, to go on right before them. And, you know, I brought the band and everything, and we, it was a good night, you know, and we ripped it down. And then afterward, and this is no bullshit, man. Planet Asia came up to me, and he was like, yo. He was like, you are fucking really dope, dope MC. He was like, no, I mean, like, I travel everywhere, and I see a lot of motherfuckers, and you really got something. Mm -hmm. He was like, tell you the truth, he was like, I'm kind of nervous to do my shit after what I just seen y'all do, you know? And then while he's saying this to me, then Rasco comes up to me, and he's like, yo, he was like, you a dope motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, so I got both of these dudes that Damn. I've always been listening to. Down, uh, you know, our legends in the game. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you don't if you don't know about Planet Asia and Rasco, do your fucking Googles. <laughs> your you know? Googles. Yeah, do your Googles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, th these guys, they um, and so so th that's that's how we built it up. And what's crazy is me and Planet Asia start talking, and he was like, "Yo, you remind me of." And this is, I bullshit you not, man. He said, you remind me, I was out here in 1997, right? Uh-huh. And I know exactly what he was talking about. He said, I was out here in 1997. I was at a B-Boy event. B-Boy City. Shout out to Romeo again. You know what I'm saying? Put on B-Boy City. This is 1997. Uh-huh. And he said, there was this little kid, all right? There was this little kid who rapped like... Blew my fucking mind like the kid was incredible. His vocabulary was stunning. And he was an incredible MC. He was like, you remind me of that kid. That's the last time I was wild like that. And I said, you talking about logic, my yes! little brother. We come full circle. And he, go, <laughs> and he goes, yes. He goes, yes. He goes, what? He goes, is that, where's that kid? Is he still rhyming? You know, at this time here, 2008, my brother, he was already in college and stuff, man. He was, I think he had already graduated maybe like from, he started off at Amherst. He went to Amherst in, in uh, Massachusetts. Okay. You know, and I think he had already graduated at the point. So I was like, nah, he put the rhyming down. He went to school and, you know, like literally before he graduated high school, we had this talk and he was like, yeah, man, I want you to go ahead with this rhyming thing, you know, because, you know, that's you and yeah. I'm going to go do this nerd shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was just amazing to me that he that he remembered that. And um, so, yeah, that was our connection. And then they had a DJ with them named Rascu, DJ Rascu. All right. I cannot tell this story without mentioning Rascu. He is a legendary DJ in the Bay Area, has been DJing since um, the 80s, used to go by Rasta Q-Tip. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever I go to Oakland, all right, that's who I stay with. You know what I'm saying? And this guy, like I say, he's a legend. He he he's uh one of Planet Asia and, and uh Cali Agents touring DJs. And uh so well, before I left that night, Rasku stopped me and he was like, Hey man, he was like, I need to get your math, man, you know, your phone number, because you know, man, hey, you real nice, man, and I got some things popping off in Oakland and I need you we need to connect, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, cool. So fast forward, later that year, I had, you know, I had a son that was born, you know? When my son was born, totally changed my, my lifestyle and my momentum and everything, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And um, 
So at that point, I kind of like took a break and fell back. Well, let me tell you the beautiful thing about this dude, Raskew, is even when I was falling back from the music, this dude called me once a month. Called me once a month. And every month he would say, hey, man, I hope you I hope you're still on your rhyming. I hope, <laughs> I hope you're still doing your music. You one of the dopest cats I heard. I hope you're still doing that shit. Every month. He didn't have this dude didn't know me from a fucking can of paint. He didn't have no reason to do that. You know what I'm saying? And um brought me out to Oakland a couple times, you know what I'm saying? I went out there and mm-hmm. showed me mad love. I did radio shows out there, you know what I'm saying? And did studio sessions. I mean, he lived around the corner from Pep Love, Casual, all them dudes. Oh, oh here you go. Man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, real shit. And um, you know, like 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 I always will big him up, man, because when when I, he believed in me when I didn't, uh, it's not that I didn't believe in myself, but I had other things going on in my life yeah, 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 that was that taking my focus away from music. And he kept saying, hey, man, yo, you nice, man. You need to get back on this shit. No, nah, I'm going to send you some beats. Fuck that. You doing what? Nah, I'm going to send you some beats. You know what I'm saying? And um, for that, I'll always, always, always have love for that dude. And... um. So, so that's my connection to Planet Asia, really. Is oh, so when you because, got together, that was... Yeah, because afterward, because Rascue kept in touch with me so much. And so when it came time and we, we was working on this record, I told him from the beginning, that was always the plan. Because from the beginning, I told Ruler, I, and I was kind of like, you know, throwing some things out there. I'm like, yo, here's the plan I got for this record. We going to get Planet Asia. We going to do... And Did this you is, believe him? I mean, I th- I think I did. You know what I mean? But you knew who, was, who he was talking about. Yeah. Oh, he knew who I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I, that is a, a great question. Did he believe me? Because I don't know if he man, did. I don't even know. I think I was like, yo, let's just. You do were it. skeptical about yeah, a couple times, I mean, man. We would be in the studio session. He'd be like, yo, man, I just need to know that this shit is actually going to happen. <laughs> like you say, it's going. <laughs> yeah. Yo, but hey, man, that's the way the shit yeah. went down. And um. Wait, so you call so you go you call Rascue. I called Rascue and I was like, hey man, you know. And Rascue does the cuts on that track too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's the yep. whole it's the DJ whole Rascue does yep. the cuts on the track. And I told him, I said, man, I said, uh, is there any way that you can get Planet Asia? That uh, you know, that's what I originally had asked for. I was like, Can you get Planet Asia on the joint? And he was like, Man, you already know Asia fucks with you, man. He he thinks you're dope. From way back then, like you're still. But remember. here's what's crazy. In 2010, I saw Asia again. He came in, because me and Asia had exchanged numbers. So he came in town during South by Southwest in 2010. This is two years after. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and uh, was like, yo, meet me at the um, at the spot where he was going to be doing a show at or whatever. I came up there with my guys and met him over there. He had four of his guys that he grew up with his whole life in Fresno. You know what I'm saying? Some OG cats, man. And, and, and he seen me, he goes, Yo, and I shit you not, he told these dudes, he goes, yo, this is one of the dopest MCs I ever heard. And his boys were like, looking at him, and they was like, nah, son. They was like, for real? You know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, I'm not bullshitting. He was like, this motherfucker is really, really got it. You know? And that shit really, like... So so the respect factor was always there with me and Planet Asia. Of course, with me initially, because, I mean, Planet yeah, I mean, Asia is the fucking man. <laughs> and he's been wrecking shit since the 90s. Do your Googles. 
you know and 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 but for him to talk about me like that man was just like man that that made my whole South by that year and so you know when when I reached out you know Rasky was like man you already know that Asian man he think you nice man and so I already had my verse recorded that's what we did I, we we you you cooked up the beat and I was like yo that's the that's a good beat to get Asia on and I laid, I wrote my verse, laid my verse, uh-huh. and then I hit a rescue, and I was like, man, get in contact with Asia. So Asia hit me, and he was like, yo, man, he goes, you trying to get in contact with me, man, through fucking rescue? He was like- <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, yeah, he's like, yo, he was like, man, he was like, man, you know I fuck with you, man. He was like, all you had to do was get my number and call me, man. I'm like- yeah, well, you know. Sorry, you yeah, yeah. rascal now. You know, I, on some real <laughs> shit, I was a little, I was a little nervous about that, but you know, he, yeah, man, he he was like, hell yeah, man, I got you, man. You know what I'm saying? Sixteen, boom, and then afterward, rascal. I mean, excuse me, Ra- Rasco, Rasco hit me up. Rasco hit me up, and he was like, yo, he was like, um, you know, I heard you get A's on this joint, woo, 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 woo. you know, hey man, he was like, I like the joint. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you want Cali agents? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> what kind of you know question what is that? <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, we well, um, I mean, we did everything, you know what I'm saying? Through so e- they, they recorded over there? Yeah, we did everything through email because um, uh, uh, Planet Asia lives in, actually was in the t- at the time, I don't know where he's at now, but at the time he's living in uh, L.A. Oh, okay. And then uh, uh, Rasco was uh, back in uh, Fresno. You know what I'm saying? And then my boy Rascue was up there in Oakland. So it was like everybody was in different places, you know. But we made the track happen because, shit, you got us Texas cats, you know what I'm saying? Uh, him on the, on the track, of course, you know what I'm saying? Me rapping. And then, you know what I'm saying? You got D, uh, DJ Rascue on the fucking cuts, you know what I'm saying, out of Oakland. And then you got... You know, Planet Asia and Rasco, one in Fresno and the other in LA. So we, so, we I mean, did, make that happen. What, did you ever like sell a beat to like a, a big name? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like after that, they were like, dude, man, this Ruler kid is crazy with it. It's something I'm working on. Let me highlight Hyrule I mean, real quick. It's just a, <laughs> it's just different um, business um, ventures you gotta give and take. You know what I mean? Is it money or you wanna build a solid connection with a cat? So, uh, I mean, has it happened for you? Do you have to, did someone big come to you or you have to, I mean, I he, mean, uh, he knows people in the business. He's yeah. been around for so long and yeah, he's yeah. the same thing. So definitely I would assume that since then, I mean, it's been a little more easy for me to just be like, Hey, you know, uh, I did this and that or whatever. Uh, can I get an email? And then from there, it'll, I'll just follow up and then whatever works, you know what I mean? Wh- whatever kind of business deal it needs to be. Um, so has it happened? Um, I mean, it will. I, I it will. I know? don't I doubt mean, it. Yeah, Seriously, yeah. with the kind of it, caliber it, shit you it, put I'm, out, I'm man. still grinding it out, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It, 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 I, I hope it happens for you, man. Seriously, We're, because appreciate that. there's 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 only a few that still do it the way you do it. And I mean, like the whole reverse engineer shit just blows my mind to begin with. So def- wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not getting on track. <laughs> And, and you know, and, you, <laughs> and you've done your Googles. You've done his Googles. I've done his Googles. That kid has done his Googles, I've done man. that, and I've done the wikis, and I've done, you know. You've done all that shit. Done, <laughs> I, even, I even dip into some Yahoo sometimes. Man. It happens. Or you're binging? Are you binging yet? Am I doing what? Binging. Binging? Bing? Nah, I don't. Nah. You don't use bing? Nah, I don't uh, use 
Were you ever were you ever starstruck? I mean, you've been around for so many. Yeah. Well, you know what, man. Uh, I've I've met a lot of celebrities, bro. I believe it. And I would say starstruck. Hmm. The closest I ever got to that, I would say, was uh, my experience when um, in 2005 I went to the uh, uh, down to Miami for the uh, MTV Video Music Awards. It was either 2004 or 2005, one of them two years. Uh-huh. But um, they they had the VMAs down in uh, Miami. And um, at the time, I got invited out there by some uh, MTV guys, some guys that worked on MTV production crew, and we went down there, um, and we had passes to every VMA party that Damn. was going on that entire weekend. Matter of fact, true story, I gave my actual VMA tickets away to some fucking kids on the street, all right? Because we had such a fucking blast at those parties, those industry parties. I believe it. I was done. I was done. I was like, yo, it's a wrap. I seen everything I ever wanted to see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 um... So what'd you mean? Bro, everybody from Shaquille O'Neal, I seen, uh, Jay-Z and Beyond. Like, okay, I'm gonna tell you a funny, a crazy story. One night... We, I said, so so the whole weekend we had a, a stretch excursion limousine um, that was chauffeuring us, and the guy, the limousine driver, his name was Franco. He was an Italian guy, mm-hmm. and um, so the word was that normally he's Puffy's driver whenever Puffy was in South Beach at the time, and um, so all the basically um, that year. Everybody was coming into parties and shit on boats because the parties were happening at these mansions on the island or at the hotel or whatever where you could access it from the water. And so they were coming on all these crazy ass boats and shit. And they would park the boats in the in the in the bot in the back on the dock, pull up, string them to the dock, mm-hmm. and then motherfuckers would hop off and be right into the party. You know what I'm saying? So this particular party I went to was on at the old Versace mansion on Star Island. Sure. I remember that time. Well, <laughs> no, 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 listen. No, but I'm saying, like, Versace, you know, everybody yeah, yeah, knows yeah. who Versace is. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and um, yeah, his wife still owned the spot or whatever, and the mansion that he lived in, and it was fucking crazy. And the fire marshal came there and shut it down, and I got there right when the fire marshal was starting to shut the party down. They weren't letting anybody else in. But it was private on the inside, so there was a fucking cop in sight on the inside. You know what I'm saying? It was a private, it was that house. Yeah. And um, so they're shutting the shit down. They're talking to uh, whoever their security detail is outside and stuff like that. And I walk up, and I got these two ladies with me that I had met on the beach earlier that day. And I was the I was late to the party because we were kicking at the hotel. And so we, good for you. We come and and, and yeah, man, I was like maybe like. 20 when this happened 20 no i was a little older maybe like 22 and um so man we get to the party and shit i bring these girls i've already been gassing them up i'm like oh yeah we're gonna go to this crazy party you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so when i see the fire marshal i get discouraged and i'm like damn we ain't gonna get that motherfucking party you know but man i walk up i start talking my shit and they let me in there but I was one of the last people they let in there. And I literally, I look over to the left and I see D12. Now, Eminem wasn't with him, but Proof was still alive at the time. Yeah, Proof, yeah. Yeah, and so Proof, it was all of the rest of them. Bizarre. All Bizarre. Them yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Conniver, all of them yeah. dudes. 
And they told these dudes that they couldn't come in the party because the fire marshal had shut it down and they told these niggas no. And I remember seeing proof like, what? What? You know what I'm saying? He was like getting ready to get buck and shit. And that, that's when it was like, oh shit. I just got in this motherfucking party and they just they just turned down D12. That's crazy. <laughs> and so when I walk in the party, I see fucking uh so Rockefeller was still together at the time. I seen Memphis Bleak and fucking uh Beanie Siegel and they was like joking and shit and cracking jokes. They were you know, motherfuckers was fucked up in there. And Jay-Z and Beyonce in the party, you know what I'm saying, just hanging out. And so at some point in that night, I ended up having a conversation with Kanye West straight up. Like we talked about Midwest hip hop and he was kind of at the time he was, he was, producing. he was new in the game. And nobody. Really no, no, he, he, no, he had his, he, he had Jesus walks had just came out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he still had the gold Rockefeller yeah. with the uh, Jesus piece, you know what I'm saying? And all that. And with the white tee, had a white tee on with the fucking gold Jesus piece. Why on. not? It's Kanye West. <laughs> right. And um, he had, I don't know if it was a bodyguard or who he was, but he had one dude with him. That was it. And uh, was real approachable. And the thing about about the party was that was the one party where I went to where it was like every single person in there was a was a celebrity, was a recognizable celebrity. It was very like overwhelming at a time. So when you asked me, did I get starstruck? But yeah, I, I think I did. But it was just because everywhere I looked, too much. there was... Somebody like I'm looking over here. They go sway. They go fucking Shaq. They go Queen Latifah. They goes. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's yeah. like whoa. I mean, you and you only talk to Kanye West. I mean, yeah, man. Cause <laughs> shit. The rest of the time, I'm trying to fucking calm my nerves down. I'm playing that uh, Cavassier bar. See the way that that shit worked at, at at those industry parties. You know, I don't know how it worked now, but I know then you would go. They had different stations set up with bartenders. Like, so if you drank vodka, they had a vodka station. If you drank Hennessy, they had a Hennessy station, mm-hmm. cognac station or whatever. So, you know, I just stayed at the motherfucking Hennessy station and and, and killed my nerves with uh, Hennessy's with Coke bags, you know. And, um, and you had those two girls with you. I had the two girls with me, man. But shit, man, I forgot about them when I seen every every <laughs> all the select man. They had, uh, they had synchronized swimmers all in the pool and shit doing this wild shit. I bet that this all this all LL or this all you know somebody else. He went, like, oh shit, I'm gonna go with them. Well, nah, you know I wasn't really you know following nobody or nothing, man. It was me- no, no. The girls were like, all right, we're going to diss your ass. We're gonna oh yeah, you know it. you know what was funny was man, one of the girls that we were with, um, you know she had these big uh, fake plastic boobies and shit, and 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 uh, Paris Hilton was at the party, and she got drunk at the party matter of fact and she was she kept kind of like groping one of the girls that was that i was with you know what i'm saying like because her titties were so fucking huge i mean they were fake but yeah you know she kept she kept grabbing at it you know what i'm saying and i was like damn that's paris Hilton, man she's kind of crazy but <laughs> i must have been surreal man it was man it was crazy as hell man like um to see that and uh but man as long as I've been in music, man, I've I've had some interesting. I've met a lot of people, man. I've had some crazy experiences, man. I'm I've, have to bring you back because I know that we didn't touch like a tenth of the stories. You oh can yeah, tell. No, well, bro. We, we we're almost uh, at two hours now. Okay, um, what you want to talk about? Well, I mean, we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, one question though: 
why obey the raw? What, what, where, where did the name come from? Ah, is that yeah. another like ten minute story? If so, that's no, funny. it's not. It's not. But um, is that your idea? Yeah, uh, I had a song with another artist by that title, and we weren't gonna use it. And uh, going throughout this theme that Dos wanted, you know, the nineties, um, you know, the whatever he's talking about and all that. So it just seemed like he really liked that title. And um, we just stuck with it, so that's what we used. Like, did, did you think it fit? Because um, when you think '90s, you think, okay, it's that raw shit, it's that hardcore, it's that boom bap, it's that kind of. It sound. was that, and then also what Obey was like, right? Yeah. So I mean, was, like bring it back type shit, right? So did you feel like, okay, well, these cats today don't know, you know, what was out back then? I mean, you did your homework, you know, you know your shit, but. As far as what was coming out at the time, it's nowhere near what it used to be. Exactly. Like, look, let me let me educate these young cats. But listen, it's like when 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 Sprite back in the nineties, back in that same era, uh-huh. wanted motherfuckers to drink that shit. They said, "Obey your thirst." Yeah, right. That's true. I remember. Didn't that. they say I remember that? that campaign? Yeah. I okay. That. Sprite been around way before that, but when they in the nineties during our era, when we was listening to that music, when they wanted people to. When Sprite took off, mm-hmm. their campaign was Obey Your Thirst. So when I heard Obey the Raw, to me, it was saying the same thing. It was saying, pay attention to this. The The title means pay attention. You know, it's like it's like when you're in school, man, and um, your teacher wants you to listen to something. Mm-hmm. She might go a little left, or she might do something that's, she might think outside of the box to get your attention because the conventional way of telling you, hey, I got some hot shit. It's really hot. Yeah. You should really listen. It's not working. Sometimes you got to be like, bitch, look here. <laughs> Obey the raw said that without saying that. You feel me? Yeah, I get and it. That, that's, I why get I, it. That's, why I, that's why I chose it. And I felt like it was appropriate because the record, the, the, the songs that are on the record, they also say that. Um, in many ways, you know, and also the the album is meant to be an education of sort to uh, maybe the younger generation that wasn't around and also to be an uh, appreciative piece for the one, cats like us. Yes. You know, yes. that came up during that era. Yeah. So that was my intention. No, good it. call. Good call. I mean, and, and like I said, it's uh, I think that since the way that hip hop is going right now is going these days. Uh, I don't want to sound like an old man, but I, I I don't really connect with that. And it's good that there's stuff like that, like what you guys are doing out there for you know for people to know. Hey, the sound used to be like this, and there's still motherfuckers today who do this kind of stuff. If you listen to what Torres Kazoo put out, mm-hmm. you know if terminology, you yeah. know the Rex and all those cats. I love how you do that on Facebook, by the way, man. You always you always send that raw shit, you know, and tag me in it. Keep yeah, because I'm like. Because as, as much as, um, you know, back then you really had to, you know, look for that kind of stuff. Hip-hop was always, to me, like, I always went on the ground. Once I got here, I always went on the ground. And I had to, like, okay, let me check out this cat. Oh, this guy's featuring this guy. So let me check out that guy's stuff. Oh, there's a featuring of, with this other dude. And I can't expand like that. Today I don't have the time to do all that stuff, right? right? So I know, like, some of the key people and I expand that way 
you know, and so, I mean, even today, I mean, it's easier to do your Googles and you find out about shit. Do your Googles. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm really, I'm glad that, you know, there's still that kind of stuff out there, whether you're young and you were not around back then or you're old, quote unquote, whatever, yeah. and you just want to reminisce, like, okay, yeah, this sound was really, that's what hits me in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. And, I, and what I love about it is that there's a lot of young people that do gravitate toward it. Like, they, they try to make it as if that sound is outdated and that people don't want it, and that's bullshit. Because, man, I get so many young people that mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect um, to gravitate toward that sound or that style of music that really appreciate it, man. And that makes me... That that's that's what makes me feel good about it, mm -hmm. you know. Cool, cool. All right, we gotta wrap it up. Um, let's see. Oh, real quick. Top five, dead or alive. No biggie, no pack. No Pop biggie, no pack. No biggie, no pack. Yeah, because right. that's too easy. No biggie, no pack. All right. Shit, man. I'm gonna go with Rock him. Uh huh. Uh, I'm gonna take Cool G Rap. Okay. I'm gonna take Scarface. Killing me, dude. You know, <laughs> All right. I mean, um, you got Nas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man, <laughs> fucking up. Um, my bad. Let me break Nas number one, and then I'm gonna and I'm gonna say Rock him, and then I'm gonna say uh Cool G Rap, and then I got um. He said Scarface. Y'all one more. Yeah, I got Scarface, and then I got um. Can't say Wu Tang, you'd be done. <laughs> nah, cause that that's not a true that's not a true answer for me. LL. Nah, it ain't LL. Um, it's not Eminem either. You know, most people would expect that, but that's not him either. Snoop. Snoop. Oh. Nah. Damn. KRS. I say Jada Kiss. Oh. Good one. All right, yours. Talk, production, though? Production, yeah. Okay, Molly Ma, wow. <clears throat> Large Pro, Primo, Rock, and who am I been feeling like lately? Black Milk. I've been feeling Black Milk Black lately. Black yeah. Milk. By the way, it comes every year. Yes, we got yeah. an interview. Got he lives in interview Dallas now. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. dope. Got the link with him sometime, right? Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, I know we, we've talked a lot, but now it's time for plug shout outs. Uh, how can people do Googles and find you guys? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Do your Googles. Disastro. That's D O S Z A S T R O. All right. Do your Googles. You can find me on IG with that. You can find me on Twitter with that. And for the Facebook music page, it's Disastro. D O S Z A S T R O. Music. M U S I C. That's it? Uh, yeah, that's it. You know, I don't got no uh, fancy web page yet, but it's coming. I'll let right. you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, email. It's all ruler-wise, uh, R-U-L-E-R-W-H-Y. And I got my label page on Bandcamp, which has, if you like the production, there's there's like 20 other albums. You yeah. Know? And then, so I'm spread out everywhere. Ruler-wise, you're going to find me. Dope, yeah. dope. Peace. Oh, any you know. any, any shout-outs real quick? Yeah, definitely. I mean, with all the people you've mentioned, we're going to be here for another 30 minutes. Nah, but. nah, nah. Nothing like that, man. I'm going to keep it real real short, man. Shout out to uh, SKP, of course, man. Shout out to Ruler Y. Shout out to you back. Thank you. Uh, 
you know, and uh, shout out to uh, Spit Gems, Broken Home. They got a nice movement going out there in New York. Um, and uh, shout out, man, to anybody who's ever inspired me or has worked with me in this music thing. And anybody that I've ever messed with, man, y'all know who y'all are, man. I love all of y'all. And, uh, yeah, YouTube, Disaster 100. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to particularly give a shout out to the younger generation of rappers, producers, because they are the future. So just y'all keep doing what you're doing, all right? Yeah, word. Cool, cool. Um, you think y'all have time for a little freestyle? Okay. We already passed yeah. two hours, but I want every every MC I've had on the show okay. got to drop something. Hold on, okay, I, I got to get it ready. All right, let's do a little, drop a little verse from my boy Dose right now. You uh -huh. ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. Beat Rock, let it all hang out. Let's go. Yeah. Feedback, feedback. Got a style that matches my demeanor. All these rappers are dreamers. With them shitty rhymes, they never gon' cop a beamer. They gon' stay broke and sweeter than some coffee creamer. I'm fed time, dog. You're just a little misdemeanor. I make you sound tired. The dose could be your ghost rider. I'd have you killing ciphers if I was your flow provider. I'm from the state where dressers hold 25 lighters. In the state pen holds 25 to lifers. Find that nigga nicer. Yeah, I'll co-sign. But I'll be back killing that nigga's raps in no time. Or with a slow grind. No longer 22. But still got nothing but time to bring the raw to you. Just keep it real with me or when you see me simply show me love or show me nothing or just bear with me whatever you decide i'm gonna be all right just don't be coming at me hype like you want to fight because i'm a grown man don't gotta throw hands i cause i got all my homies busting out the pipes and i only invite trouble to my super tight circle of friends we just trying to get them in slick the balls this nigga came to rupture your jaw legislation that this motherfucker laid out of law righteous bars ghetto style nigga kids in the hall techniques stay nasty like shit in the stall bring it to all the any i just located Many so confident, battle niggas off a bottle of Henny Whoop your ass and then ask you for a dollar to lend me I'm cold as ice, you little bitch, go ahead and try to offend me Happy Kwanzaa, dress up in fatigue, slide through your chimney I'm the opposite of Jolly, like it's not very friendly But you'll remember me forever, cause no one can do it better Plus there ain't too many little brothers down for whatever That boy tougher than leather, ask your moms how I do I got an arsenal of weapons, Vietnam and your crew Read a scripture out of Psalms and drop the bomb on you dudes I just love to see the ruckus, I got nothing to prove Unleash my wrath upon you cowards, I got nothing to lose D.O.S. Man, what are the best man? Out the TEX when I flex, man, bitch. You better call Def Jam or something. Yeah, that's right. Feedback. Shout out, those Ruler Dude, that was crazy, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you for having me, man. Straight up. Oh wait, the show's not over. <laughs> I said, got to tell people what's we, happening this we weekend. We got another two hours. No, 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 no. I, I, I got, I'm going real quick. We, I know we're over two hours. I'm going to go real quick. Yeah. All right. Let's see what's happening. Uh, Thursday, go see DJ. I want to be her at the W. I mean, she's like one of my favorite DJs. She Dope. drops it all the time. Shout out to Erica. Uh, shout out to all the staff at the W. So it's disco, funk, soul, all the good stuff. You'll love it. Uh, Friday night, go see DJ Corrupt. Over at Vulcan Gas Company. He's uh, starting, uh, I think it's a weekly there or monthly, I don't know, but go see him. All the hip hop, the RB, Top 40, all that stuff. No cover, 21 plus. 
Uh, on Friday night, also at Empire Control Room, The Suffers. It's a 10-piece band from Houston. It's all soulful, Afrobeat, funky, definitely a dance party uh, featuring Ishii and, uh, and Keeper. Uh, I'll have Keeper on the show probably within the next month or so. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, tickets are 10 bucks in advance, 12 uh, on that day. Saturday, uh, $3 shows benefiting the Groundwork Music uh, at Swan Dive uh, at 9 o'clock. So what Groundwork does, they provide free uh, and low-cost uh, music lessons to young kids. You know, get them to you know, learn about music, to like fun activities and stuff. Uh, SKP will be performing, actually, over there. Um, so that's our Swan Dive Saturday night. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my guest, Dose Rulawa. Thank you so much. Make sure you sign, uh, you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, the feedback you can find it, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, same thing. The feedback DAK because I love my name. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, ciao.